Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to person. <laughs> hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? I'm so humbled. Thank you so much. Really, thank you. I never expected that we were going to turn these red counties blue, but we did what we needed to do. And you know, this campaign has always been about fighting for everyone who's ever been got knocked down that ever got back up. Kill me. Fetterman as a nominee at some point for president. I know there's some variables, obviously, <laughs> but just a few. Just a few. <laughs> Kill me! You serious? What he did in the in the super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump, it makes you wonder about his future. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I doubt it. Yeah. You are fake news. What the, who the fuck made this shit up? Very fake news. We're not paid actors. It really happened. Many of those people probably have AIDS. I agree with that. Day of the brick, day of the rope, oven ready. Jeez. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. I know I'm supposed to sit here and sulk. And I'm supposed to mourn, and I'm supposed to be down, and I'm supposed to be black-pilled or clown-pilled or whatever-pilled. But I'm not. I feel pretty great, actually. Because that was one of the greatest Vikings games I've ever seen. Did you watch it? (laughs) You know I didn't. It was unbelievable. Um, Sure, you know, our country is irredeemably corrupt, and the corruption will continue to win elections for the foreseeable future until there's some sort of revolution to stop it. But in the coming civil war, the great gay war, at least maybe there will be a break for a Viking Super Bowl win. So, you know, you, you take the good with the bad and I'm trying to find the silver linings. Oh, my God, who cares? <laughs> Plus, uh, I don't mean to congratulate myself, pat myself on the back too much, but uh Excellent call on Fetterman in Pennsylvania, if I do yeah. say so myself. Clown World did indeed compel it. Not that any of my other election forecasts were correct, but you know, I, I I'm excited for <laughs> I'm excited for six years of lump neck content. This is what we have to look forward to. They're just trolling us now. They're like, now we're gonna elect somebody who actually has brain damage. <laughs> uh we will uh Well, we'll get into all of it. The great question, have I finally had my faith in the system broken? 
We'll address that in addition to all of the rest of the analysis on the midterm fallout. Plus, hey, now that the midterms are over, Biden's student loan bailout plan gets blocked in court as unconstitutional. I can't believe it was all just a stunt to buy votes. Who saw it coming? And in, in seriously speaking, in what could be the biggest political scandal and financial scandal scandal in quite some time, this FTX crypto exchange not only goes bankrupt, putting billions of customer money in limbo, uh, but it sure looks a lot like it was a big money laundering operation through Ukraine for Democrats, too. At least the pieces are there for that sort of flow of money. Mm, I look forward to the imminent justice. Have you seen? Uh, Apparently, within the last few hours, CEO guy has been located and detained in the Bahamas. That's not the kind of justice I'm talking about. Oh, well, uh, he he certainly looks like he could use uh, some justice. Yeah, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Plus, former President Barack Obama joins the hoax hate segment. It's a first for him, I believe. With a noose allegedly discovered at his uh, the site of his presidential library construction. And before we get out of here, tonight's movie review is Rear Window. So stick around for that. Plus, we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Of course, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristiansandmedia.com. We also have show merchandise for sale on the website. Plus, we have uh, offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Sonoran Defense Technologies. At Sonoran Defense Technologies, we we understand that the two-way industry is a unique community with people from all walks of life who come together over the love of firearms and freedom. We also know that control and comfort when it comes to your firearms and gear is absolutely crucial. As such, we produce advanced stippling that provides a great-looking design with the performance to match. You will maintain a positive grip during even the most demanding situations, whether on duty or EDC. Sonoran Defense is renowned for our precision laser stippling on OEM Glock frames and CZ P0709s, which provides both aesthetic profiles and performance enhancements that are far superior to what factory textures provide the shooter. We also pride ourselves on great customer service and response time. We stand by all of our work and simply do not cut corners. It has to be perfect every time. Learn more about our brand and the full range of products and services at SonoranDefense.com. And remember, Sonoran doesn't just make the coolest custom Glocks around. They can custom laser engraved magazines, knives, drinkware. They even laser engraved the artwork on the very PC that's streaming this show right now. You can get 10% off everything from our friends at Sonoran Defense using promo code G's. That is J-E-E-Z at SonoranDefense.com for 10% off. Find everything you need from Sonoran Defense, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Western Razor Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's at MattChristiansandMedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. I have no further announcements other than to hop right into the news, but we're not going to go straight to election results. Instead, um, well, before Give me we... the good stuff. This is the best story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you could not wait to talk about this. He sent this to me like four seconds after he read it. 
He's so excited. He's been so excited I did all week. not enjoy. I mourn. Just like we will mourn the midterms. I mourn. Oh, the, this the, is schadenfreude. This is schadenfreude, pure and simple. This is the most hilarious murder I have ever, ever seen. Well, it was a murder thwarted, uh, quite honestly, by the looks of it. Uh but, you know, before we mourn the midterms, we have to mourn a community activist lost too soon. And, as always, an aspiring rapper, I am told. <laughs> the career was taking a long time to get going. It looks like he was well into his 40s or 50s, but I'm sure the rap career was right about to take off. Anyway, you may recall the name Tyree Moorhead in Baltimore. If not, you may remember him as the No Shoot Zone Man. Famous, of course, for painting anti-shooting graffiti across the city at sites where uh, people have recently been murdered to remind would-be shooters to please be respectful in this zone and please don't do any further shooting here anymore, at least, you know, for the time being. Those no-shoot zones have not been particularly successful in reducing Baltimore's homicide rate. But you may also recall Moorhead because we've talked about him several times. He had the novel idea of paying shooters in Baltimore not to shoot people anymore. <laughs> if we just cut these would-be killers a check each month uh, that they don't kill someone, perhaps they'll stop killing people. That plan was never implemented, as far as I understand. And then recall, it was just August. Uh, we checked in with Moorhead as he was shot in an unknown neighborhood dispute and was hospitalized, but then left his hospital bed to try to intervene with police serving a search warrant at his apartment and said it was all a big misunderstanding. When his neighbor said, yeah, he's a crazy guy who threatens us with, with axes. He says, no, no, that's all faked for Facebook. I'm totally misunderstood. And of course, remember that Tyree Moorhead did 18 years in prison for second degree murder prior. But of course, he's he's since reformed his ways. He decided to become a community activist for change, for the better, he said. Never mind what those neighbors said. Here is a flashback to some of the moments we have seen from Tyree Moorhead in just the last two years. No shoot zone, sidewalk, street side, sacred space. We're after murder, no more killing here. He recognizes even this hasn't slowed Baltimore's bloodshed. I can relate to the shooters. Guess what they want? They want money. His idea, pay killers <laughs> to stop killing. He admits to shooting about 20 people when he was younger, going on to become an outspoken proponent of peace. But neighbors describe a man who is aggressive and antagonizing, sharing this video of him threatening someone with an axe. Moorhead said he's not a threat. I'm the last thing they worry about. Most of that stuff is staged for Facebook. Yeah. Most of that stuff is staged for Facebook. Well, he isn't shooting people anymore. He's, he's axing them to death. He had a good run of getting shot, too. I think this is like <laughs> his true. third or fourth time. The last time when he left the hospital, he was shot in the jaw, yeah. he said. Yeah. Well, in a shocking twist, Moorhead was shot dead by Baltimore police last weekend after an officer found him holding a woman at knife point on the street in the middle of the day. As far as I've seen, the woman is not yet identified, nor is the relationship that she shared with Moorhead disclosed. But police did release body cam footage on Tuesday. Body cam footage Susan would never allow me to show you. But here is a still frame in which you can see Moorhead has been downed and remains hanging on to a very large knife that the officer is ordering him to drop, which he does not. And so the cop dumps 14 shots into him. And uh, that is uh, that's all the no shoot zone graffiti that uh, Moorhead will be doing. You can rest assured when you see this footage. And uh, and I, I will link that footage in the description if you would like to view. 
investigation is ongoing, but the family and friends are, uh, of course, they're celebrating his life uh, and saying he did not deserve any of this. They remember him as a rapper and an activist, though there seem to be a few items omitted from that particular version of his resume. Of course, you know, it's coming. We, we have to pay our respects. We on this show will remember Tyree Moorhead, the Baltimore no-shoot man. I can't stop the shootings. No one in this world has proven to stop the shootings, not even the church. 18 years in prison for second degree murder. I shot someone with a gun. (laughs) Rutherford fired 14 shots, killing Tyree Moorhead. If I die, there's 262 no shoot zones to protect the women and children. This is actually what usually happens when you're an activist trying to save your people. That's what happens when you're an activist (laughs) trying to save your people. Oh, my. And of course, uh, in his honor, I I saved his his best soundbite for future use. I shot someone (laughs) with a gun. My favorite. (laughs) He jogged too hard. God rest his soul. Uh, Yes. Uh, Well, I guess that's it. I guess uh, we'll never see another Tyree Moorhead story unless someone picks up his legacy and continues maintaining and uh, expanding the no shoot zones. Hey, uh, in other episodes of Clown World, a fat tranny won a uh, beauty pageant for women. What's that about? Yes, um, we'll see what happens about this. But I I assume everybody has seen a picture of this fat tranny. It's not just like, it's not just a tranny. You know, it's a fat pan-faced Asian tranny with a fridge body. It's it's really bad. Not even trying to be passable. You can't just slap some makeup on, like be a chick. This is literally lipstick on a pig. Yeah, so pig like. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, yeah. those how Islanders like roast a pig on a spit. Like, I just want to put an apple <laughs> in his mouth. Well, that's racist considering Brian Wynn or whatever looks like a Pacific Islander. But what is he, Vietnamese yeah. or something? His last name's No. That's how Wait, it's pronounced? Wen. No, no, no. Thought... It's Wen. It's Wen. Okay. You're right. So is that Vietnamese? I think that's a like Vietnamese or Cambodian or something. But I, oh. sorry, it's Brianne. I wouldn't want to dead name, even though it's spelled you just must Brian. You joking me. It's spelled Brian with a little uh, accent sign over the I. So it's Brianne. Anyway, this was a New Hampshire local Miss America organization pageant. So so what happens is I guess they can enter into the larger New Hampshire pageant and then Miss America. But um, they don't have trannies in the Miss America pageant. So we'll see what happens. Here. Oh, but this locality allows it. Yes, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, So a federal court ruled that Miss USA, the pageant, can't be forced to include transgender contestants. Um, You have to. But but Miss USA says that contestants must be natural born females. Uh, And there are some other lists. You can't have nudes out there. You can't be a felon, a former felon. Uh, So we'll see what happens. But I think that this is some trolling you know like the big titted canadian teacher oh yeah trolling thing to challenge miss america's natural born big t teacher just won some sort of board decision too big t teacher is here to stay i don't have an update on that formally but i did see that headline he's trolling deep i'm not i'm not convinced anyway i kind of think that this is a troll because it's just so ridiculous um something else i will say though is like none of these women are attractive well (laughs) compared to yeah i mean at least they have vaginas they're better than brian yeah. 
what a disaster. I don't know. I think that we need more of this in society. Things that that visually make a mockery of of feminism and female ideals. I think uh, it's really good for unraveling our society. Well, I like uh, it. The story's great. This was the best thing. I did saw you see the crowning moment? I do have that ready. Oh yeah, I saw here that. we go. Can we skip to the good part? Why didn't one of these sluts just kick him in his tiny little yellow nuts? <laughs> that Hearst, would be so great. They're all like, oh my God, good job. Like, what are you doing? Her story is doing? made once again by a guy. Yeah. And uh, as the uh, excellent parody account, Titania McGrath, I believe is how you say it. Uh, I don't see any differences here. What do you mean trans women aren't women? Look at this photo. I dare, I, I, I challenge you to find who the man is in this photo. I bet you cannot. It's just so absurd. I mean, you can't even enter a competition like this when you're fat, but like a fat man. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this dude, I forgot to tell you, looks just like the tranny that catfished that guy. Oh, yeah. Manti Teo. Manti Teo. Does kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Pretty similar. Yep. Great documentary if people want to watch that one. So good. Untold something, something, something. Yeah. The man, it's on Netflix. The Manti Teo documentary. Uh Hey, uh, Alex Jones is going to have to dig even deeper between the couch cushions to find another half billion dollars. What's yeah, it's this getting about? so ridiculous. So Alex Jones and his company ordered by a judge Thursday to pay an extra $473 million for promoting false conspiracy theories about Sandy Hook massacre, blah, blah. This is making me just think that this never happened. Um, so the total judgment. <laughs> I'm on board point, now. I am. I mean, yeah. $1.44 billion. This judge. Okay. She said. The record clearly supports the plaintiff's argument that the defendant's conduct was intentional and malicious and certain to cause harm by virtue of their infrastructure, ability to spread content, and massive audience, including the info warriors. Um, that is so dumb. You know, it, it's not like Alex Jones is the, like Tucker Carlson, you know. Um, he's not influencing who they think he's influencing. He's not influencing the masses. I mean, his audience is pretty niche, right? Well, it's very sizable, but it's not mainstream, I suppose you could say. Yeah. 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 It's like $1.44 billion. You might as well be like, you. I I need a gajillion dollars. It's hilarious at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what Alex Jones said. He said, well, of course I'm laughing at this. I'd be like, if you sent me a bill for a billion dollars, it'd be like uh, in the mail. Oh man, we got you. It's all for psychological effect. It's all Wizard yeah. of Oz. When they know uh, full well the bankruptcy going on and all the rest of it. And it'll show what I've got, and that's it. And I have almost nothing. Well, you should ask uh, Sam Bankman-Fried of FTX to throw him a few bucks. Maybe he has a few extra ones hanging around. Or ask Ukraine. Uh, Maybe that would be a better bet. Okay. uh, In uh, other legal developments, a few weeks ago, the Santa Fe District Attorney said charges were imminent in the Rust shooting case, of course, involving Alec Baldwin, possibly charges against uh, Alec Baldwin, himself and then nothing has happened for weeks that was probably almost a month ago that we talked about that yeah now not only is alec baldwin not charged he's suing his own crew or more accurately counter suing on friday baldwin filed a cross complaint in california so this would be a counterclaim on an existing suit as far as i understand 
But he is now suing set armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed and assistant director Dave Halls, both of whom handled the gun and the ammunition that Baldwin shot and hit Helena Hutchins and Joel Souza with. Uh, as well as uh, he's also suing uh, assistant armorer Seth Kenny and prop master Sarah Zachary. Baldwin is seeking compensatory, nominal, statutory and punitive damages through a jury trial uh, litigation related expenses and other relief to be determined by the Los Angeles County Superior Court, according to the cross complaint. So maybe Alec Baldwin is enriched. <laughs> wouldn't that be the that wouldn't that be hilarious? By the end of this, Alec Baldwin gets a check for shooting and killing a woman. Yeah, really? Probably won't come to that, but maybe. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Lastly, before we get into the election results, hey, uh, remember the Paul Pelosi hammer attack in San Francisco? It's oh, so distant yeah. at this you point. Mean the, the, the gay struggle with a hammer, two hammers, multiple hammers. Well, that is Sandy Hook level tinfoil hattery, and we're going to be mm. sued for defamation for saying such things. Of course, you could easily destroy, uh, easily defeat that uh, defamation, that tinfoil by just releasing the body cam footage as well as the 911 call, neither of which we've seen or heard. And in the absence of those key pieces of evidence, at least publicly, we have seen several key facts described in different ways. Uh, notably, who opened the door to let police in? First, it was reported there was a third person who let police in. That was then retracted. That was a misunderstanding from the police press conference, apparently. Then the DA stood at a podium at her own press conference and said that she didn't know. It was only Paul and the, the alleged attacker, DePap, who were at the home. But she didn't know who opened the door for police between the two of them, even though she has the police body cam mm. footage that she otherwise says clearly shows the entire duration of the attack. Then the next day, uh, she said in her court filing in San Francisco court that Paul Pelosi opened the door for police. So that's where the facts stood on that. Paul Pelosi opened the door for police and then had a weird conversation. They all had a weird conversation about this hammer fight as they watched it in progress. But police didn't intervene until Paul Pelosi was drowning in a pool of his own blood on the ground. That was the latest mm. set of facts as we understood them. Well, this week. Somewhat quietly, because we've all been distracted by election results. The feds filed their indictment against David DePap, and now the feds say police opened the door for themselves. Really? Notably, this version of events makes no mention of any forced entry by police. So now we're supposed to believe that David DePap apparently had to break in, but police could just walk in, though I suppose perhaps DePap broke in and unlocked the door and that's why it was unlocked but at this point now we have to believe that not only is there no security at all at the home of the speaker of the house but that the door is unlocked and easily walked through yeah that is preposterous are people really buying this that's what the feds say so it must be true the saga continues that's probably about all that you will hear of it though the political utility of this has now uh expired because uh, Democrats got the improbable result that nobody but them saw coming. Or maybe if you had just thrown in the towel and lost all faith in the system beforehand, you had seen it coming clearly. Uh, I is feel anybody like going to tell me that I'm right all the time <laughs> about everything? This is just hilarious at this point. Like as soon as I saw this Maricopa County thing starting to unfold, I was like, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, you know, I'll never um, I'll never 
stop putting in the effort. Let's put it that way. I will never stop working hard. But there's a part of me that looks back. When I sat back last Sunday, okay, here's what the polling results say. Let's assume there's a somewhat of a Republican undersampling and the the error probably goes to Republicans. There was a part, not just a part, a huge chunk of my brain that's like, you know, this is dumb, right? You you know. This is this is all bullshit, right? You can't just keep investing effort into this, you know? Well, it's I like will... if you're married to somebody and then your wife gains like 400 pounds. <laughs> like, are you going to keep working at the marriage all the time? Why? Why? Well, Give up. We're going to get to <clears throat> my, my relationship status with the system after we talk about all of this. But let's first discuss the official results as they stand. As of this hour, the official tally in the House is 212 seats for Republicans, 203 for Democrats. Mind you, that's where Republicans started, I believe. So that's a net gain of zero at this point, though that is not the forecasted result. But that leaves 20 uh, left to be decided. And Republicans, of course, would need six more to officially claim the majority at 218. The forecast most analysts I've seen is something like low 220s so they will probably end with a slim majority of i don't know where the democrats were before maybe you get up to like a 10 seat majority maybe less but politico's headline today they're reporting on the (laughs) on the remaining previously unthinkable possibility that democrats hold on to the house unlikely but still possible Uh, and of course uh, as long as vote counting continues the probability of democrat wins increases this is a very simple chart as time goes on and votes continue to be counted the likelihood of democrat win increases it's a very direct relationship the senate as of yesterday now officially dead for republicans there was a part of me that thought ah nevada's gonna hold on that looks pretty good of course the longer the count goes the lower the probability of, of, of victory for Republicans. So the Senate is officially dead now this weekend. Uh, Arizona was called for Mark Kelly. Nevada was called for Catherine Cortez Masto. And that gives Democrats at least the 50 seats that they started with, which means the best Republicans can hope for in the Senate is nothing is status quo. In an unlikelihood, they're going to lose a seat because of course, <laughs> Georgia remains outstanding. There will be, uh, a a runoff in Georgia, just like there was in 2020. And I got to think that the advantage goes to the incumbent Democrat, Raphael Warnock, if for no other reason than the motive for Republicans to get out and vote has just been shot. What is going to be the motivation to participate? Number one, when you've watched effectively a rerun of 2020 right before your very eyes. And even if you do go out to vote, the best you can hope for is the same 50 50 Senate that we started with. Again, I don't, I, At least for my part, if you live in Georgia, I'm not discouraging you from voting. I'm just commenting on the mood and the motive of voters. That's all. It's fine. I mean, they've they've gone too far. They think that they've gained all the power, but they're really just radicalizing people. Uh, This is plainly insane for many reasons. And we'll get to we'll get to why in the live chat. I've seen multiple people that are like, listen, I didn't want to believe this voting thing, but like I'm done. Like I saw several people saying that Uh, I I can't blame them. And uh, we'll talk about I I, I'm not going to. Well. I'm going to save my thoughts on the doomerism and the black pill uh, for when we're finished up here. Uh, Of course, the fact that uh, Republicans have made uh, perhaps a small gain in the House and um, and they've probably lost a seat in the Senate. That means the the leadership fight is going to be messy. Number one, because the numbers get really dicey. And number two, because faith in leadership after 
what on you know what might technically count as a very small win but according to everyone's expectations is a massive loss it's very hard to go to the leaders who are responsible for that and say hey, great job yeah. we want to see you yeah. leading congress for the next two years and so support for theoretical prospective speaker kevin mccarthy is somewhat fractured at this point it's not necessarily a guarantee that he gets the support that he needs and prior to yesterday there was some question about whether mm-hmm. mitch mcconnell would be supported in his uh bid for Senate majority leader, which now won't happen. So that doesn't really matter anyway, but I assume there's still going to be potentially a leadership fight for him as minority leader to continue on in that role. Then you have the status of the governors, including uh, really, I I know Alaska is still technically in play, but really this is all down to Carrie Lake in Arizona now, but a similarly weak performance. Republicans flip only Nevada to Joe Lombardo, but they yeah. lose governor seats in Massachusetts and Maryland. That was expected, though. So that's not necessarily that bad. But that means that it's a net loss of one for Republicans in the governor's races. I wonder what the actual vote tally was for any of these races. You mean like uh, broadly? Like all no, no. Com- I just, I just wonder if we could find the truth, like what oh. votes were <laughs> yeah. actually cast. Well, I would love to know what the outcome really would have been. There, as we'll get to, I just think that the the rules that we have established. Um, they enable a lot of shadiness. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, but as this stands right now in Arizona, Katie Hobbs leads Carrie Lake. Oh, this must have updated since last I looked. Uh, I think Lake has tightened it up just slightly. So yeah, she's down by 25,000 votes, something like that. So that has tightened up since I looked earlier today. It was about 36,000. So maybe it has gotten better, but I keep seeing on Twitter, just wait, the next drop coming for Lake. It's going to be the one. She's going to take the lead. The next the next drop, this you'll see. This is so see. delusional. And it's widened over the last couple of days. Uh, but if the analysts are to be believed, maybe there's still some Republican-friendly jurisdictions yet to drop their support for Lake, and maybe Lake pulls this off. But again, as I've said, as a general rule, as the length of the count extends... In time, there is always a lower chance of Republican victory. Just statistically speaking, it it, it appears to bear out at this point. Um, though, again, if the analysts are to be believed, uh, maybe maybe Lake does actually defy the odds in this case. Now, just so we understand how preposterous this is, Joe Biden headline Newsweek. Joe Biden just had the best midterms for a Democrat president in twenty four years. And it might be even more historic than that. This, of course, despite the state of the economy, which is trash and the polling shows people view it as trash. Despite the exit polls showing 75 percent dissatisfaction or anger with the direction of the country. Yeah. This despite Joe Biden earlier this summer polling as the most unpopular president in modern history, at least in his second year of his presidency. So in terms of my own analysis of the factors in play here, because there's a lot of finger pointing, there's a lot of trying to identify what factor is most responsible for an insanely historically uncommon outcome. Uh, it's, I think it is true that there are a lot of factors to consider here. I think it's fair to say that any leadership who put together this poor of a performance, given the circumstances, should go. I think that's fair to say. I think it's fair to say that that Trump does motivate a massive hate vote. I think that's completely fair. I think it's fair to say that some candidates 
Looking at you, Dr. Oz, who lost to Lumpneck. Maybe some candidates were a little lackluster. Uh, some candidates had a lot of flaws. Does it matter what a better candidate, an, an actual yeah. retard one? I mean, well, I, yeah. I don't <laughs> think that a better candidate would have done anything. Tell me more about candidate quality as John Fetterman and an actual dead man won. An actual <laughs> dead guy. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> so did Republicans have perfect candidates? No. Could they have better ones? Yeah, fine. I also think it's fair to say the map was somewhat tough in the house. You did have a sizable Republican minority to begin with. So it's hard to pick up a bunch of seats when you're starting from a pretty high baseline of 212, whatever they had before. That's true. In the Senate, the map was always going to be tough because these were states that are generally more friendly to Democrats than some. It's also true, as we'll get to, I think it's fair to say that Democrat motivation on abortion and women's rights was underestimated. I'm not saying any of those things are false, Uh, but I am going to ask, are we really going to ignore the elephant in the room? The biggest variable that has changed in the last two elections is what? It's we fundamentally changed how we handle our elections when we vote by mail and we vote by ballot drop. When you vote through different methods, you get different results. We saw it in 2020, saw it again in 2022. When you when you run elections by ahistoric methods, you will get these ahistoric results. So um, I see some analysts here speaking. I, I keep referencing this, that the longer the time goes on, the more likely a Democrat victory is. I'm not just saying that through uh, anecdotal observation. Uh, at the end of the week, Tucker uh, reported to his audience that. When is when an election is extended for several days, the Democrats win 77 percent of the time. I'm not exactly sure of this, of the exact methods of that analysis, but it appears people are looking at this as a matter of data. And the longer the election goes on in terms of the counting, the more likely a Democrat will win. There's a reason for that. This is not a game of convincing people to go to the polls which is what that, that's what Republicans are doing. Hey, yeah. the president is bad. We have a better idea. You should go out and vote for it. This is a game of bringing ballots to the voters. The voters fill them out, whether they're capable of doing that or not. If they're in a nursing home or otherwise incapacitated, doesn't matter. And then you bring the ballots back. And of course, not everywhere. This does vary by state, but in a critical mass of these states. In fact, I was looking at it uh, earlier today. In most states, 27, uh, there is no excuse absentee voting by mail, meaning the ballot has to be requested. So that's at least one safeguard. But there are eight states that conduct all mail elections, meaning the ballots get sent out automatically. They're still counting ballots in California. I I will remind the audience that um, my wife received a ballot at her father's residence in California in 2020 and had never been since she lived there. She hadn't lived in California for two years and had never voted in California, period. (gasps) And her dad had moved to a new spot. So somehow they knew the address. They knew her. They still sent the ballot. That's why they're still counting in California as we speak. Good Lord. And as far as how these are returned, 25 states and D.C. allow voters to appoint anybody to return their ballot for them. 13 more don't specify who can return a ballot for a voter. This is no longer a game of convincing voters. That's the point I'm trying to make. This is a game of collecting ballots. Democrats get that. 
Republicans don't. I'm not even making a fraud allegation here. I'm saying that we fundamentally changed a lot of rules. Democrats understand those rules. I would argue they're exploiting them based on some things, you know, the stories I've heard, anecdotal pieces of evidence I've seen, and the fact that elections don't seem to work the way that they have historically. All of a sudden we have a completely anti-historical result. Well, they, they aren't exploiting existing laws. They're creating laws where down the road they'll be able to commit more voter fraud. Yeah, it's uh, that's the thing. Like, uh, do I have am I saying that that everything here is the freest, fairest, most secure? All I'm saying is I haven't seen direct evidence of fraud and, I, and I'll, yeah. I'll take a look at it where it arises. I am saying we have clearly changed the way that we do elections in this country. And the infighting right now seems to overlook that to me. We're going to talk about oh, it's Trump's fault. No, it's McConnell's fault. No, who this person should be leader. No, that guy should be the nominee. Okay. It does not matter. Nominate Jesus Christ himself. I don't <laughs> think he's going to win under this system. No. My, my takeaway here, the, the, a lot of the, the lesson seems to be, well, if you can't win this, this election, um, then you need to go. If you can't win this election, you can't win any election, period. That's what I think the lesson of this particular midterm is. Yeah. Um, so that that is, uh, well, as far as how you solve this, there are two things you can do. Number one, you can out ballot harvest Democrats. All right. <laughs> I mean, we need All some right. we need some fundraising, but I guess okay, okay. you want to play the game. If you don't want to play the game, we got to change the rules of the game. That means changing state law. However, the ease and likelihood of doing that is reduced by the fact that a lot of corrupt people are put into positions of power by this very system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so I don't say this with any sort of glee. This sort of problem does get corrected and will get corrected. But outside of those two solutions, the correction is very messy, very terrible. And I don't want anything to do with it. But as long as a certain political minority in this country is is abused in the way that I think in the direction that I think this is going there aren't a lot of other solutions. I mean, when you there is a passive solution to this, just stop. Uh, well, not to engage in the system, and then these people—they're um, totally incompetent. Just highly—I didn't see anything. I don't know. It was my coaster fell off of my beer. <laughs> oh, That's I thought you spilled like, beer everywhere. No, um, they're so incompetent. They're clearly going to run. Uh, all of their states and the government into yeah. the ground. They're not going to be able to maintain power. I think all we have to do is just back away. Um, everything will go up in flames and then uh, we can regain power and make them pay for what they've done. <laughs> the blonde tribunals are going to be something to look forward to. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree that their management of the country is unsustainable. The only downside of course, is there is a lot of suffering who was it? I forget what radio show I was listening to Dan Bongino or someone in the car the other day, but the reality is it hasn't got, it hasn't become bad enough for a critical mass of people. And that's a scary truth that well, there are a lot of people breads and circus bread and circus. I, I mean, as like long as you can game. watch, yeah, as long as you can watch your Vikings game, that, yeah. that's what people need to target, which is yeah. why I so support all this tranny nonsense and other things <laughs> like it. It's like people need to have their creature comforts taken away for them to be truly mobilized. Yeah. Right. I thought that this, uh, this set of data was really interesting for the infighting about who needs to be leader and whose management was bad. Just consider the, the historic performance. So these are numbers about midterm 
elections for the GOP dating back decades when Democrats have presidential power, I believe are the constraints here. 1966, Republicans lose the national popular vote by a million and a half votes, but still gain 47 seats. Okay. Mm -hmm. 1978, lose the national popular vote by 6 million votes. (laughs) Still pick up 14 seats. Wow. 1994, 5 million vote popular vote win for Republicans, 54 seat gain. 2010, 6 million vote national popular vote win for Republicans, 63 seats gained, which brings us to 2022, 4 million vote national popular vote win, roughly speaking, this is a couple days old, nine seats, and it could, it might be less than that, we still don't know, so it actually was a performance that's right in line, historically, and yet it translates to significantly fewer seats, and if exit uh, poll data are to be believed relative to 2018, the GOP ate into every constituency, including young people, suburbanites, women overall, though not all women, as we'll get to in a moment and minorities. How is it that you're winning the popular vote? You are cutting into certain demographics and yet you're having a a historically poor performance. The conclusion there is that Democrats got votes in places they absolutely had to have them by the thinnest of margins. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is a this is not a leadership Mm -hmm. thing. This is a strategy of ballot harvesting. It is that simple. And until the game is eliminated or Republicans get better at it, they're not going to win, period. Doesn't matter who the nominee is. Vote vote tampering, right? I mean, they had to have engaged in some of that. This is not all about ballot harvesting. Well, I saw the I saw the guy down in Maricopa County, and he said, "There's nothing to see here. This is all going to plan." So I'm satisfied. (laughs) There is some two thousand mule shit going on. I would never cross Susan like that. Although Susan (laughs) has Susan made a decree about 2022. Can I question it or not? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm sure something is incoming. But until you get back to a more uh, an election system with more integrity and more safeguards, I don't think it matters who your leadership is. I don't think it matters how much the country rots. The Democrats can farm votes so you get to farm them better or you get to delete the farm. Those are your options. Uh, I'm not I I don't know that either of those will be achieved. This is so funny. I mentioned uh, women. This should this will rejuvenate you, I think. <laughs> we can we can hate on the worst demographic of them all. Single women. They ruin everything. Yeah. But this is another significant takeaway of the election. Our cultural rot has significant consequences. Uh, if there is one thing that I underestimated in my pre-election forecast, it's the degree of motivation that single women have to kill their kids. You can't stop that force. Single women were one of the biggest voting blocks for Democrats, a permanent uh, dependent and Democrats, of course, want to make more of them. According to an exit poll from the Washington Examiner, single women broke for Democrats almost 70, 30. And by contrast, married women voted Republican 56, 42. That is a massive swing. And remember, exit polls, at least as far as I understand in this methodology, those are only election day voters. So if you count mail-in ballots in this analysis, the real number is probably even more extreme than that 70-30. Exit polls also confirm that abortion was incredibly important to these voters. There were several exit polls that I saw. Abortion ranked either just below or right alongside inflation, which is insanity. That is so crazy. 
You know, it just goes to women um, that have had abortions having to justify their decisions. Yeah, or may, uh, I guess their friends having to justify it for them. I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine all these women have had abortions. A lot of them. Have. Maybe they have. I don't know. It's like that shout your abortion chick. We talk about it all the time. Like she changed my mind. Yeah, it really. If you didn't think you were doing anything wrong, you wouldn't have to tell people all the time <laughs> that you aren't doing anything wrong. Yeah. It's like there's Steven Crowder with his change my mind uh, set up. He wasn't there in right. 2016 at the time, but you could go there and get your mind affirmatively changed or you could just talk to this crazy chick who wanted to tell everyone how many abortions she's had. She, you know, <sighs> she ranks right up there in the people who got the gears in my mind spinning. And uh, it was hey, like six. Hadn't she had like six abortions? I can't remember. Remember, she was in like a walking boot or something, too, or some kind of cast. Oh, girl. I need to go back and find I'm sure that footage is buried on my computer somewhere. Uh Guess what, though? The population of single women is only increasing. Oh, why? In 1990, about 22% of women were unmarried. In 2021, it's over 30% and still increasing. And if you'd like to see what's... It's not as bad as I thought, actually. 30%. Yeah, I I probably would have guessed higher. A higher percentage of women. Yeah. Yeah. They're just so vocal, you know? But if you'd like to see what sort of future this voting block is going to bring us... um, here is a clip from a first-time voter in Chicago. So I just voted for the first time as a Chicago resident. <laughs> that I, I like that. That's her reaction. Like, why? Why would you not start running? I'm unclear what happened. I saw people on Twitter debating if it's gunshots or a car or possibly ambulance crash. I, so, it really so sounded I like gunshots, but I don't know. And of course, yes, I am assuming that young lady voted a certain way. Uh, but as we're discussing face, demeanor, vocal fry, what makes you assume that? Well, the stats, the stats play it out, too. So I'm just going to I'm just going to use group data to judge the individual just this once. Good for you. Uh, Biden also credited women specifically for this win. Or women in America win. made their voices heard, man. I said last year that one of the most extraordinary things about the Dobbs decision is what was about to challenge American women when the justice said, let's see, they have it in their power, basically saying, let's see what they're going to do. Well, guess what? Y'all <laughs> showed up and beat the hell out of them. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to pay for this. It's a cultural problem. This is not something that you can vote away. Um, When you have uh, a culture that is rejecting marriage and it produces women, not only who vote this way, but are tremendously uh, motivated to vote this way. Right. You don't vote that out. You got to wife up these bitches or we're screwed. Exactly. Making major decisions based on a woman's ability and ease of which she can murder her own child. (laughs) Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. Um. I. I guess. I guess. Why. Why was it? Why does anybody want to save our society? I, I assume there's these, good stuff here. Whatever. I assume these women look at the economic rot and think it's fine. The government will just give me more money, as though yeah, that's a solution uh, to the problems that we face. It's fine. End of days. They'll need men in every hurricane, yeah. every natural disaster. You know, you see those pictures of women getting carried out by by strong men, and they're like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna die. Would have died without you." Either but that or. Happen. Guys, we got to start. Uh, we got to start taking grenades for the team. Okay, not just taking <laughs> grenades for the team, wifing up grenades for the team. All right. No way, because then they, 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 they. You can't just wife up a woman and she becomes submissive. You know. Yeah. A submissive woman is is made. 
Um, well, I want to talk more about these marriage themes later in the rear window uh, yes, review because there was a lot of marriage themes in there that were interesting. Uh, yeah. Similarly, did you see the election results? If we uh, banned people who wear masks in cars alone, that's another demographic that yeah, really, we got, I did see some of that this weekend. If we got rid of them, I think uh, <laughs> if, if we got that demographic under control, we'd probably be in good shape, too. Of course. The uh, the poor electoral performance is causing fingers to be pointed in all sorts of directions, all sorts of infighting among Republicans, conservatives, uh, most notably Trump against his prospective 2024 challengers, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. Trump posted on Truth Social on Wednesday. Shouldn't it be said that in 2020, I got one point one million more votes in Florida than Ron D got this year? Ronnie D. Yeah, that's better than the nickname he revived in a, in a statement after that. Ron DeSanctimonious. Trump issued a uh, statement attacking Ron DeSanctimonious, calling him an average Republican governor with great PR. As we mentioned, I'm not a fan of that Ron DeSanctimonious nickname, but I got to say he really upped it with his attack on Glenn Youngkin. It was so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. I was like, I read that and I was like, what? You don't like this one? I kind of I mean, do. I but, but I, I don't even get it. It's like, is he saying that he hates the Chinese because the Chinese are awesome? Or maybe he's saying that Youngkin is bought off by the Chinese. Maybe Trump posted, quote, young Ken. Now, that's an interesting take. Sounds Chinese, doesn't it? Virginia couldn't have uh, he couldn't have won Virginia without me. I endorsed him big, did a very big Trump rally for him. Blah, blah, blah. Young Ken sounds very Chinese. Whatever, man. No. His base is turning on him, though. Like, I like people to listen. People are pissed off about this. People yeah. are super pissed. I like to listen to Armstrong and Getty because they're like pretty standard boomer constitutional conservatives with like an okay take every once in a while. They were all vaccinated, so they're clearly retards. But <laughs> I like to listen to their show. So I was listening to it this morning, and they have totally 180 on Trump. They're like, hmm. uh, no, it's time that he gets out of the race. Like, it's done. Like, And they were gung-ho Trump fans. And I'm seeing that a lot. Like, a lot of Trump loyalists, like... Yeah, your time has come. And it's not like DeSantis is without um, he's he's charismatic and he did a lot of good stuff for Florida during covid. Uh, whereas Trump is like, everybody get the booster, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I, I, DeSantis was vaccinated. I have like for both. I have concerns for both. I'm not a fan of this stuff that Trump is doing right now, both because it's unprovoked, but also because it just looks incredibly weak. He looks very scared. He's trying to fight off these guys who haven't even declared yet. I'm not a fan of this look. As far as DeSantis and Youngkin, of course, we talked last week. It appears there are spooky, scary establishment neocon forces organizing behind the scenes trying to elevate these guys. I, I'm sure there's probably truth to that. And I'm a, as a, a comparatively speaking, Ron DeSantis has governed Florida fine. I could be nitpicky here or there. I, I'm not a hater of Ron DeSantis. I'm not a hater of Donald Trump. I have an emotional investment in wanting to see the end of the Trump story. I will fully admit that, but I am not going to engage in some of the infighting that's been going on here. Cynically, there's a lot of theories that if you really believe that this is all a controlled simulation, Florida was given to us exactly for the purpose that Ron DeSantis would rise and there would be infighting that would serve the Democrats or the power centers as a result of that. But hey, that's a hot take. That didn't even occur to me. Well, I've You're seen right. a lot of speculation about that on Twitter, even if that's not the case, if it's not as tinfoily as that. I do agree that this sort of infighting certainly right now serves the Democrat or the power center purposes. So I I. Either guy would be a vast improvement over status quo, 
either guy has some flaws, but I'm not going to sit here and say that Trump needs to get out now or that this is clearly Ron DeSantis's time to rise. I just like, can we all step back, realize that unless we make major changes, I don't think either guy has a chance to win in 2024. I really don't. Yeah, but we and, should be making our decisions based solely on entertainment value, right? Okay. Well, if it's entertainment value, I pick Trump. But, I don't know, man. I he, he needs a new act, you know? I mean, he maybe has lost his his sparkle, his edge cuz the sanctimonious so young, young kin, you know my favorite uh conservative take, I did see a little bit of this. I've long defended Donald Trump from false accusations of racism, but young kin is where I draw the line. This is actually <laughs> racist. I'm off the Trump train now. Okay. All right. All right. Who said that? I'm not naming names. I've just seen a few. I've seen a few. Was it takes. Ben Shapiro? It was not Ben Shapiro. Oh, fine. So I, uh, I'm not going to do the infighting. I'll, I'll let this fight play out and uh, may the best man win. Maybe the worst uh, man win. That's, that's, that's what happens. Yeah. Another source of disappointment I have, uh, even if the rules did change and and even if there is fraud to be found, uh, there are millions and millions of Americans who saw their lives destroyed and their rights revoked and they still voted. Please give me some more. More. I can't get enough. As we've talked about throughout the last two years, I understand reluctant, angry hesitant compliance in the moment when your job was threatened or you had to go to school or it was, you had to do this to, to, you know, take care of your family, whatever. I understand, um, the compliance that was done at the time to try to get past all of this nonsense. At least that's how it was sold. But now by vote, people in places like New York and California and Michigan have chosen the tyranny. So is it in fact, Tyranny on the, I, I don't know. I guess we could have that debate, but reelected Kathy Hochul yeah. reelected Gretchen Whitmer reelected Gavin Newsom. I know. Crazy, right? All of this time. And for a lot of the country, it has been, but I, I, I understood this. What has happened over the last two years is something imposed on us. What's got me down about this is a, a critical mass of this country actually choosing it affirmatively putting. Yes. What do you expect? On the ballot. And that's disheartening. If, if they kept it to their own stupid states, I'd have less of a problem with it. But, but of course, this COVID that's not... thing, it wasn't a, a, a passive thing for people. Yeah. They were trying to mandate that people outside of their state live the way that they want them to. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, I accept these restrictions being placed upon me. I'll get vaccinated to protect my family or to keep earning income. Most people that got vaccinated were not reluctantly vaxxed. Yeah, it was like a public showing. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, fuck these people. I hope that they their states burn to the ground <laughs> and I'm going to reclaim California. Well, um, one day. Kathy Hochul celebrated the only way that she knows how the rabid beaver, as we discussed on cool. Tuesday, surrounded you know, by vaginal connotations to that, right? Sur- <laughs> surrounded by masked children while not wearing a mask herself. Unmasked white savior Kathy Hochul going down to Puerto Rico to help with hurricane aid. Congratulations. And uh, as I mentioned, don't give me any lectures about candidate quality when Democrats put up a brain dead man. And of course, when they elect an actual dead man elsewhere, I believe that was Pennsylvania, too. It was. This is not about candidate quality. That's about a system that can't be beat. 
period. But of course, um, as I mentioned, there's a part of me that loves uh, clown world and appreciates the election of John Fetterman as Pennsylvania senator. And uh, there's part of me that knew that clown world would indeed compel that result. And I'm glad to see that Fetterman uh, played at his uh, victory speech. He, he did his hit. He did his uh, he played his greatest hits, so to speak. He clumsily reminded everyone that, yes, I believe I have the quote right. His campaign has always been about everyone who's ever been got knocked down that ever had to get back up. I'm so humbled. Thank you so much. Really. Thank you. And you know, this campaign has always been about fighting for everyone who's ever been got knocked down that ever got back up. Big round of applause. Why does it, why does his family look homeless? Did the whole family come out from under a bridge to do this? Are they all wearing sympathy hoodies? They're just like their dad. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. This slob culture thing. I hate it. And still no Chumbawamba music. I had been got knocked down, but I got up again or got back up again. They're still not doing it. Chumbawamba could have made an original or like altered the lyrics to to fit Fetterman speak. Yeah. Missed opportunities. But who am I to lecture him about missed opportunities? He's a sitting senator or at least will be. And I'm not a, a, a candidate. Uh, candidate quality is so important. And yet here are the Democrat hacks on MSNBC fawning over the idea of not Senator Lumpneck, but President Lumpneck <laughs> in 2024. That's how important candidate quality is. And he ran as exactly who he is. I mean, I have no doubt that if John Fetterman were sitting here, if he were in a bar, if he were with his family in a restaurant, he'd be exactly the same person. And voters completely see through that. So that is also a lesson uh, for Democrats, too. This is a this is a guy. You know who he is. You know what you're getting. And that ultimately matters in politics. Fetterman as a nominee at some point for president. Um, I know there's some variables, obviously. <laughs> but just a few. Just a few. But I just, you know... What he did in the in the super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump. I mean, it just makes it makes you wonder about his future. Yeah. Yeah. Like, will he he be alive? (laughs) They couldn't even he just burst out in laughter. Yeah, that was Michael Steele, the former head of the RNC. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I totally wonder about his future. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, I will say that is the best Jen Psaki has ever looked. I, well, I'm sure leaving the White House has made life a little easier. When you don't have oh, to yeah. lie on behalf of Joe Biden every day, it can't possibly get any worse. But she was just voluntarily lying on her own behalf. So what difference does it make to her? I fully support John Fetterman for president, by the way. Again, just so Hilarious. we can see, we can we can still hear this nonsense about how Republican candidate jesus christ himself was not good enough to beat john fetterman Fetterman. okay and there's also a call on twitter for chuck schumer to go ahead and step aside and make fetterman majority leader in the senate in the name of defeating ableism which i also fully support i'm a big fetterman fan at this point like i have i really like him yeah maybe we could just nominate his lump for president Someone made a total recall joke to me earlier today, which I actually understood, at least once they reminded me <laughs> oh, that it was yeah. a total recall reference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just like that. Sure, Played you may not like me, but my my neck lump is where I store all my wisdom. <laughs> all right, really quick, because we're at the top of the hour and I want to make sure we uh, check in with our chatters. But um, Biden, of course, is saying he has learned uh, absolutely nothing. 
Uh, he doesn't have to change a thing because he says this election result shows that Americans support his agenda. You mentioned that uh, Americans are frustrated. And in fact, 75% of voters say the country is heading into the wrong direction despite the results of last night. What in the next two years do you intend to do differently uh, to change people's uh, opinion of the direction of the country, particularly as you contemplate a run for president in 2024? Nothing, because they're just finding <laughs> out what we're doing. The more they know about what we're doing, the more support there is. Is that so? What does that even mean? The more they know about what we're doing, the more support there is. I mean, is, is he speaking about uh, the inflation crisis that we're experiencing right now? The, the He's talking about all his recession. legislative achievements, like the infrastructure bill. Whatever, man. And the American fine. Rescue Plan. Keep doing what you're doing. That's fine. Uh, I'm fine with that. Recall his closing message. Uh, Dave Smith put this on Twitter a couple days ago. Um, there's going to be a long wait to get results, and there are going to be election deniers that you have to watch out for. And then here we are a few days after the election, which a tremendously historically unpopular president gets historically good or a historically good midterm performance. The way he went into the midterm with this confidence about a good result and a preemptive condemnation of anyone who would dare question it. Not that I would ever imply that Biden knows something, but maybe Biden knew something. Uh, maybe there was a thought or a piece of knowledge floating around in that old man brain, just something to think about. Or maybe Biden's exactly right, because, hey, the good news just can't stop flowing. The inflation rate dropped from horse shit to dog shit. That is the biggest <laughs> piece of good news for the week. Oh October's inflation rate was an abysmal 7.7 percent, but that's down from over 8% in recent months. Did it eclipse did it clip uh 9% at one point? I can't remember. Wait, but is this this is month over month? No, this is a uh, year on year. Month over month. Oh, was I was a, like, "Oh my god." No, no, that would be horrible, but it was again a 0.4% uh increase over September. This is somehow a great side and markets reacted with enthusiasm, never mind that the target that the Fed is in search of is about 2%. But hey, gas prices are down. Inflation is down. Biden says, just don't think about uh, the way anything was before about June. Forget about all of that. Here's Biden responding to the election results. And then he released a produced White House video on Thursday speaking to inflation as well. Just today, we learned inflation came down last month. And mainstream economists are saying this is a really positive sign of the resilience of the economic recovery. Folks, my economic plan is showing results. The people are starting to feel it. We're making progress on bringing down inflation without losing jobs. Americans are already paying around $1.20 less per gallon of gas than they were this summer. <laughs> Folks the are seeing much ever. needed break in inflation at the grocery store as we head into holidays. Oh, wow. That's so insane. I don't have to tell our audience uh, because they're not stupid that uh, the annual inflation rate is really what matters. What matters is that inflation is 8% higher than it was. No, now now it's 7.7, .7, which is way better than 8.5. That is so ridiculous. So um, before we get to the chats, question of the night, has my faith in the system finally been cracked? Uh, my point stands. If you can't win this election, you cannot win any election. I do believe that. So either the rules have to be restored or the solution is a horrible, messy, undesirable one. What do you mean? Can you be more? I Susan prohibits it. <laughs> but yeah, I agree that playing the game by these rules is silly. These rules are going to have to change one way or another. Yeah. That said, 
I, I I'm still going to, I'm still going to do the silly act of voting because it can't hurt. But uh, my faith, my faith that you're going to get a fair outcome out of this. I don't think so. I can't look at completely a complete historic anomaly and say, Oh yeah, no, no, no. Just we'll try harder next time. No, no. We are bucking historical trends in one particular direction. That's not going to just work itself out. If we just work harder and pick the right guy next time, all of that. So the only other thing I'll say is I'm not going to embrace the black pill doomerism either. I'm going to keep building my family. I'm going to keep, I keep uh, learning skills I'm going to keep buying supplies. All black pill people are doing that. I guess that's fair. I shouldn't malign them in that way. I'm going to, with a cheerful attitude, um, keep being as prepared for tomorrow as I possibly can. And I'm not going to surrender my baseline happiness to these people. Admittedly, during this week, I have been frustrated and upset. You could ask my wife, like I've just been in a bad mindset and she can tell, you know, I'm kind of like mentally checked out because I'm just annoyed. And it hits me. It's like, I I cannot surrender my daily mental state to these people. That's as good as like getting down on my knees and having them chop off my head uh, or something. I thought like you that. were going to go in a different I know. direction. I, I, as soon as I was saying that, I thought that's not a great way to phrase it. <laughs> but you get what I mean. That is like a full on execution surrender. As far as I'm concerned, if I allow them to control my day to day enjoyment and my commitment to my family and my commitment to build everything that I can for us and for them, then they really have one. So I'm no, no, I'm, you've redefined what being blackpilled is, but maybe. you are blackpilled. Being okay. blackpilled is losing faith in the existing system and recognizing your inability to change the structure from within. Now you've realized that I would argue you're fully blackpilled. Maybe the only faith I have is if, is if we get serious about restoring the rules to their former state, that's the but only, why? the that's the only way to possibly save it. But yeah, but they they failed to protect this country from infiltration, so they clearly weren't um, weren't that ironclad to begin with. Now, well, they? our commitment to say the constitutional framework itself was shattered. You know, I don't necessarily fault the constitutional framework; I fault our commitment to it. And again, I'll remind us that uh, betrayal of the constitution used to mean a thing or two. We used to have big bird costumes. We used to have pillories in the town square. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not so black pilled that I would say the constitution itself is at fault or the fu- the founding philosophy or ideals of this country are at fault. Our commitment to them is certainly at fault. Uh, We need to restore the system back to the way it was. And we need to maintain a good attitude in building our lives as locally as we possibly can. And that's what I'm going to try to commit myself to going forward after this complete hilarious disaster. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, you're you are at the intersection of clown pilled and black pilled. You are mm. recognizing that this is also so funny. This is so funny, right? I have not lost my Fetterman, ability to laugh. <laughs> a lump neck, brain dead yeah. troll. Are these people fucking serious? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're just trolling us at this point. I uh, yeah. The, and and I, Nancy Pelosi retaining her gavel will be the final laugh in our face. And that is not yet eliminated. So I have to say, dare I say that's likely? Dare I say I'm betting on that outcome? Anyway, we're overdue to check in with our chatters. So I want to make sure that we uh, get to them. Mm. I love the live chat. I shot someone with a gun. Thank you, Tyree. (laughs) Okay. Are we using the old, the new system? Yeah, I think it it should be good. Yeah. All right. Let me reload. I got Captain Norway. Congratulations with an, e- with an even more fortified, fair, and secure election than the last time. I'm guessing this is 
As this is read aloud, Democrats have discovered just the right amount of ballots to maintain the House majority clown world compels it. I haven't checked for the last hour. Maybe Nancy Pelosi has been declared speaker since last I looked. You said that that was going to be the thing. Oh, that. Yeah, I uh, give. I'll embrace whatever black pill you want if that is what happens. Yeah. Goog (laughs) tuber. Mel Gibson here. Let me reread this. Okay. Blonde, I'll make you a deal. If you show these fine viewers your rack, I'll go full frontal in my next film. Wow. Hashtag let the people see him. Have you ever seen the breasts of a woman that has been breastfeeding a child for two and a half years? Because you do not want to. Illusion shattered. Okay. However, I would I would do that deal. I'd do that deal. To see Mel Gibson's right. winner. I, I can't find it anywhere on the internet. The, the ball's in your court, Mel. The ball is in your court, Mel. I bought piano note. Thank you, sir. Welcome back again. Uh, Daniel thank Hungle. you. I bought very much appreciated. Votes I am taking not days to count. He deserves That's credit. Him. He does. Votes taking days to count result in Dem victories. Again, mail-in ballots, early voting, but ballot harvesting for the win. We need to learn to cheat or accept that we're not voting our way out of this. I'm, I'm exactly. with you. The, the system has to be changed or you're not, you're not just going to try harder next time unless you want to get yeah. fully on board with the ballot harvesting scheme, but we got to get our own Soros at that point. Who's going to be our Soros? Elon Musk, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Although he's compromised. Robin D. Banks, Matt and I once made love. I offered him digital. If you know what I mean, I don't. Once I had drained his bank of sperm, that is <laughs> what I made the dash to the Bahamas to escape the powers. Oh, this is an FTX Hippie. reference. No yeah. refunds. Sam Why did Bankman. you spell sperm? S-P-I-R-M. Uh, probably to get past Susan. Oh, I thought it was some crypto thing. Injured Guardian. No COVID amnesty. The authoritarian scumbags threatened my pastor, summarily shuttered my business, and mentally damaged my nieces and nephews. There must be consequences. I hear your anger, and I respect it, and you should act upon it. <laughs> JK, that wasn't directional. Wow, incitement. Um, yeah, I'm not inciting you to do anything, but if you do something of your own accord, I don't condone it. Um, never forget blonde inspired a swordsman to kill a guy. I did. That guy actually <laughs> killed somebody for our newer audience did. members, people that are not familiar with this story, even though I've told it a dozen times, this, this guy who was subscribed to my channel and some other similar channels decided that he was going to go on a black person killing rampage. And he took a, um, a machete and he killed a homeless black guy in New York city. So I got a little bit of heat from that. Jeez. I know yeah, you were worried I, I about did, it. No, I felt really guilty because you know, as commentators, we have this thing of like, like at least I feel like nothing I say is ever going to influence anybody ever. And so I just say what I want without guilt, but that made me think like, Ooh, <laughs> like maybe, wow. maybe I should walk it back a bit. I haven't. Um, Robin D. Banks, F in the chat for fallen brother Kevin Flanagan, gone before his time. Sod finally got him. He will be missed. Rest in peace. Blonde be like, I can't read that. Robin, Robin got too spicy. Wow. Every single time. Okay. Ooga Boogaloo. Matt and I once made love. We started with a disappointing performance on Tuesday night and he still hasn't finished. All right. That one's pretty clever. <laughs> I like that. That was a good one. Boogeyman now in seven says, I got it. Thank you, Boogeyman. Nicholas H. Kanye, Kyrie, Farrakhan, and even Chappelle. Glad to see folks noticing the obvious. Did you see the Chappelle thing? I didn't. Did Chappelle talked too. Is that? Uh... Yeah, Chappelle on SNL was like, I know everybody's hate, hating on Kanye West. Oh, he defended look, Kanye? 
yeah, but he's like, if you look around at the uh, entertainment industry, like, is he lying? Oh, wow. SNL aired that? I guess it is live, but I got to think they have a dump button or something. Yeah, nope. I'm surprised. They can't cancel all of these super rich black people. It's not going to happen. Dude, Chappelle, I mean, he's as close to uncancelable. If you think you can cancel Kanye, I mean, good luck, but try try Dave Chappelle. He's probably even tougher than Kanye. I know. Hmm. Uh, Candace Owens also. They're going to form a, an ironclad alliance, probably. I know. I know. Uh, Nick Cannon, although he apologized. Uh, Boogeyman917. Oh, I'd read that. Thank you. Um, JRC1. Simple midterm analysis. We as a so-called unified country have very different values, et cetera. Not to sound pessimistic, but we as a people need to change internally and stop looking for change around us. I wish everybody bought into that philosophy instead of trying to control everybody over there. Think internally and introspectively. But that is not the philosophy of the current progressive. Instead, they have to boss you around. It is reassuring, though, that progressivism just runs you into a genetic dead end. So, like, there's a natural yeah. conclusion to all of this, right? I suppose that will really... resolve itself, but it might be yeah, outside of yeah. our lifetimes. I know. If the abortion thing wasn't so unethical, that would be an easy route to end it. To end Blonde's dilemma. This. Are these abortions I, I know, good? Right. No, yeah. I can't get behind that. But, yeah. I mean, the transgenderism thing, I, I've off thought, will this end the left? Hmm. Should we be encouraging people to transition? <laughs> It's the children. That's where I get hung up. Like adults only. The children. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Yeager, uh, Jamie Raskin gave away the house per gateway pundit Trump for speaker thoughts. What? Uh, gave away the, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what you mean. I haven't seen the story. Trump for uh, speaker. Are you saying that the, well, the, that he knows the results and it's not in Democrats favor? Cause that obviously would have to be for Trump to be house speaker, which would be hilarious, but. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Laurel's not up next, but I'm going to read this because it's okay. uh, pertinent to what we were just talking. Laurel just said, by the way, I'm in Tucson visiting my daughter. She is no longer rooming with the male to female trans. Oh, yeah. Now she shares a house with a female to male trans. So it's an improvement. I guess that's better. <laughs> like, is it? My God. And Laurel, let me know how you're. Uh, I know Laurel's running for local office. So I want to hear how that went. A male uh, to female trans is more rapey, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, I thought this was. Did she say it's now with female to male or now with male yeah. to female? No, now it's female yeah, to male. Yeah, that's better. So it is an improvement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to circle back to Yeah, let's, uh, let's come back. We will uh, return to your chats at the end of the show. Appreciate uh, your support, guys. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. And, of course, we appreciate Tyree as well. I shot someone with a gun. Let's uh, get back into the news. Uh, oh, one more Biden story. I'll be quick here. Uh but as predicted, it sure looks like the promise to bail out student debt was indeed a stunt and a scam to pull midterm votes. The Department of Education did open applications for this student debt cancellation or relief over the last few weeks, but not a dollar of relief has actually been granted. And now a federal judge has struck down the entire bailout as unconstitutional. This is U.S. District Judge Mark Pittman in Texas ruling Thursday that Biden's debt cancellation is, quote, an unconstitutional uh, I must have wrote this quote wrong. An unconstitutional use of um, Congress's legislative power uh, or usurp- usurpation, probably. Anyway, the what executive doesn't have the authority to do this, uh, and it must be vacated in a it's separate almost case. almost as if Biden has a cadre of lawyers that told him this before they came to this decision. Like, obviously. Yeah. Same thing with the uh, eviction moratorium. We're like, we can't do it, but we're going to do it anyway. Yep. Yeah. In a separate case, the education department had already been halted from moving forward with any debt cancellation pending the case's development. This decision, though, goes much further. 
permanently prohibiting the education department from carrying out the program, of course, pending any appeal. And on Thursday, the Biden administration did file an appeal saying they strongly disagree with the ruling and will continue to defend the program. So far, the Biden administration has approved 16 million applications, but no debt has actually been canceled. And uh, as of Thursday night, they're not taking any more applications either. Uh so that that is paused for the time being. No more applications. If you go to their site, they say, oh, we can't. We're working this through the courts. And if this actually is appealed to the Supreme Court, and it very well may be, uh, I do not predict the Supreme Court will be friendly to it. Even if Roberts caved, I do think it's hard to imagine Thomas Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh and Barrett allowing such an overreach to continue. Um, and I base that on them blocking the similar overreach of the CDC attempting to extend an eviction moratorium last year. And of course that got messy because the Supreme court said no. And Biden went, watch me and then still did it for another month. So just because the Supreme court says no, doesn't mean this otherwise constitutional respecter will in fact uh, respect the constitution. But yeah, again, our self-proclaimed constitutional guardians betray the constitution and uh, they have no apology to offer for that. Instead, they continue the fight. So let's get on to the real scandal of the weekend, I suppose, outside of the uh, midterm elections themselves. But man, this uh, I wouldn't say there's no midterm or no uh, mainstream coverage of this because I'm looking at it on CNBC. But you really only see this on like financial news outlets. You're not going to see this. At least I haven't seen when I turn on the morning news or I look at talking about it. But I'm talking about like when I look if I look at like a New York Times homepage or a CNN homepage or something. This I mean, is as far some as crazy shit, this is the craziest thing that's ever happened in the cryptocurrency market. As far as the principles of defrauding customers and potentially corruptly upholding politicians in power, this yeah. is a massive scandal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know it sounds kind of complicated. I'm going to try to make it as simple as I can. Um, but this week, the cryptocurrency exchange FTX filed for bankruptcy and the founder and CEO Sam Bankman Freed resigned from that role. This after the CEO of Binance, which is another cryptocurrency exchange, announced that Binance was liquidating all of its FTT, which is the native token of FTX. So it's the FTX box for people that aren't into crypto. These FTX bucks, another another competitor exchange said, we're not dealing with this shit. We think it's kind of shady. We're liquidating. Okay, we're selling all of it. This caused a run on FTX. Just think of it like a bank run. Customers began withdrawing from the exchange en masse. FTX couldn't cover the withdrawals, so they had to ask Binance, their competitor, for help. Binance announced it had reached a non-binding deal to buy out FTX on Tuesday. That lasted all of a day until Binance backed out of the deal on Wednesday, saying that the issues at FTX are far beyond Binance's ability to help. So they just said, "Okay, we wanted to help. And then we saw like the books. Uh, No. And they just no. Okay, that's going to make the problem even worse. FTX throughout the existence of this company had spent all kinds of piles of money on all sorts of high cost items like Super Bowl ads. And as we'll get to massive, supposedly charitable and often political donations on Thursday, FTX CEO Sam Bankman Freed admitted on Twitter that he, quote, fucked up. As far as we know, uh, what this means for people with money in FTX, it's still unknown. There is no guarantee that those customer assets are safe. Complicating the matter is that FTX is a company headquartered in the Bahamas, making legal remedies for investors more difficult. That is a lot of 
<laughs> did you have any thoughts i have a quick rundown from a guy who can explain it better than i can but no we should we should that was okay. very helpful actually yeah um this uh this is some of the finance stuff's a little bit outside of my wheelhouse but i found an excellent 99 second explanation from a financial youtuber called nobody special i cut it down a little bit but this explains the entire situation uh much more concisely than i can this is Sam Bankman-Fried. People call him SBF. He's the founder of FTX. He also controlled a crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, but that's all gone now. His personal crypto FTX token was basically a Ponzi scheme hidden below layers of Moonbro jargon. He used his Ponzi token as collateral to borrow billions of real dollars that he couldn't pay back. He then used those real dollars to build an empire out of dying companies like Voyager and BlockFi. SBF sold people cryptos like Bitcoin, or so they thought. What they really bought from SBF was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in their IOU at the same time, the scheme worked. Until it didn't. This other a-hole who hates SBF came along and engineered a bank run with some passive-aggressive tweets. It worked. SBF didn't have <laughs> enough money to repay everyone at once, and now his customers have lost everything. He'll be happy to know that this is exactly how every bank in the world operates. So where did all the money go? He misappropriated $4 billion trying to save his failing hedge fund. Whoops, that's a felony. He spent $21 million on Super Bowl commercials, $5 million for the big guy, $40 million in campaign donations. I wonder what he wanted in return. And everyone who's pointing at this story and saying, this is exactly why we need to regulate crypto. Remember that SBF stole billions. That's already a crime. And he spent a lot of it on bribing politicians, also a crime, in order to create a crypto monopoly for himself. Government regulations don't protect the customers. They protect the crooks. That's exactly what SBF was trying to do yeah yeah i think the the most important takeaway from that is that that is exactly what fractional reserve banking is yeah it's something like, to be oh like oh my god something <laughs> to be like oh crypto is a big scam and i'm not saying like, that well, his ftx whatever is it but um modern if you think banking that, is the scam yeah, if you think that these principles don't apply to your uh your bank account you might be kidding yourself with the only exception being that at least your bank account is federally insured yeah. Um, these people up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right? right. These the people with money in FTX, they they don't have that benefit. Um, but where this gets even juicier is all the connections to Ukraine and the Democratic Party. Now, of course, yes. um, we know that Ukraine has received billions in USAID. Ukraine apparently invested in FTX. FTX and CEO Sam Bankman-Fried. <clears throat> in turn gave millions to Democrats. In fact, Sam Bankman-Fried was the second largest Democrat donor of this cycle, as far as I understand, second only to George Soros himself. Bankman-Fried ah! gave almost $40 million to Democrat candidates and political organizations over the last two years, including Biden in 2020. So just to summarize here, and Bond will handle the specifics, it would appear that we have the circumstances for a massive money laundering operation. U.S. taxpayer money is taken from us and given to Ukraine. Ukraine gives the money to FTX. FTX gives the money to Democrats, and we are all duped into funding the propaganda to put the people in power who have undone our own country. Honk, oh, honk, so indeed. Brilliant. It's so brilliant. It almost makes me love Democrats. It's just like so sinister and gross. Um, we know it'll... The only thing that makes me skeptical is that Hillary Clinton didn't come out a year ago and accuse everyone else of doing this because that yeah, would have really. been the real tell. Maybe Putin knew about this the whole time and that's why uh, well, uh, he's been hostile to Ukraine. Maybe. Based Putler continues to rise, I guess. I know, I know. Uh, tell me about this Ukraine specifics, though, because I don't understand how specific the, all of these relationships are. Okay, okay. So FTX partnered with with Ukraine as a whole, like the government of Ukraine, to process the donations to their war effort. 
Um, and this was at this is separate from the pledge that Joe Biden made. So hmm. just from donations, um, let me see how much money they made just from donations. It was millions of dollars. Okay. So this Ukrainian is people giving money. This is people giving crypto to Ukraine in this case. Yes, through FTX. Okay. So this is from Washington Post on March 3rd. Uh, telling everybody Ukraine is dealing in crypto and, and like how to give money. Amid the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Bankman Freed has come forward to help the crypto donation project. He humbly announced that FTX will be supporting the Ukraine Ministry of Finance and other communities in collecting crypto donations for the country. The Ukrainian government has received over $60 million in crypto na- donations from all over the world. So that separate from the other money laundering scheme, uh, which we're about to discuss. So, okay. Ukraine invested into FTX, FTX as the Biden administration funneled funds to Ukraine and FTX then made massive donations to Democrats in the U.S., as you mentioned. So this is from Coindesk. This was March 15th. Um, they reported that Ukraine partnered with FTX and that FTX converting crypto contributions to Ukraine's war effort into fiat for deposit at the National Bank of Ukraine. So that's how they were transferring out this crypto money into into their system. Okay. Um, Putin invaded March 24th or February 24th. And by March, the Biden administration had already sent a total of $2 billion to Ukraine for security assistance. On March 16th, two days after the Ukraine FTX partnership, Biden gave another $800 million to Ukraine. As of (laughs) November, the U.S. has sent over $60 billion to Ukraine. So I think it was just money that was just it was just circular, right? A lot of timeline overlap. I mean, it would appear that money is being extracted to you, laundered through FTX in Ukraine and given right back to Democrats. That's yeah. what it would appear to be. I know. Okay. Dude, Pootler saw this stuff and he's like, these this fucking Zelensky is in the pocket of Western governments. And he's like, I, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, they're too close to my border. They can't be trusted. Um, He was right. 40 million, the number for how much he gave to Democrats is $40 million in 21, 22 or what? Yeah. Yeah. And that would be $40 million. He was the second largest donor behind Soros. Mm -hmm. Here's another, I I found this, here's another interesting piece of the timeline. Again, just observe how certain dates line up. So April, 2019, Biden announces his run for president, right? 13 days later, Sam Bankman Freed, the son of Barbara Freed, who is a Stanford professor and founder of Mind the Gap, a progressive, progressive political fundraising organization, otherwise bankrolling Democrats. The exchange is a success overnight. What magic, what mystery. And SBF becomes uh, Sam Bankman Freed, the, the CEO. He's referred to as SBF. SBF becomes a major Biden and Democrat donor. And then on election day this year, remember, this all broke open on election day. FTX implodes spectacularly when its use is, I mean, I'm sure they would have preferred this go on indefinitely, but it is funny that all of this blew up after at least its utility in this cycle had expired. Uh, And the company, so the company rises and falls with what appears to be Democrat utility for it. Your checkbook is on the hook for it, not just if you're an FTX investor or customer but if you're a u.s taxpayer or just you know somebody who's liable for the u.s debt you're on the hook for it the rest of the family by the way has significant connections to the democrat party the world economic forum and the clinton foundation and more and did you see this uh this hilarious youtube promotion of sam bankman freed as the the charitable good guy 
I know. Wow, he's awesome. He's not like other billionaires. He lives a humble life. He drives a Toyota Corolla and he gives all his money to charity. This is a recent YouTube profile describing Sam Bankman-Fried's earn-to-give strategy and philosophy featuring his magnificent man boobs. But Sam is not a traditional billionaire because he believes in the concept of earn to give. So let's say that you have $100 oh God! and you want to figure out what you can do with it to help the world. Earning to give is thinking about which causes, which charities save the most lives per dollar. Last year, this 29-year-old guy donated $50 million and he is funding everything you can think of. Global warming. He's funding global warming. We have to tackle together as a world. COVID-19 preparedness. We have to be ready for the next pandemic. Neglected tropical diseases. More than a billion people suffer from them. We have to eliminate these diseases. And of course, animal welfare. Animals deserve to live just like we do. It's also why I'm vegan. Oh, God. How are you a fat vegan? So easily, because <laughs> tofu is estrogenic. Well, it certainly has shaped the man boobs nicely. That's, that's for sure. A lot of people noticed on Twitter, uh, a lot of vegan eggs in that fridge as well. Oh. My God! I, what do you I want from me, Skag? This is going to be the one that blows up our show. The Susan bait, I can tell, is is really torturing you. It's just, but, it just would be so easy. <laughs> classic progressive, though. Look how virtuous I am. I, I give know. other people's money away, I even know. though I'm actually stealing from them the whole time. Just lies right into your eyes. Yeah. Well, the big question then is: Will there be justice? Will he go to prison? The Justice Department is on it. They are investigating, and I'm sure the Biden administration is going to get right to the bottom of how one of their biggest donors defrauded you. I'm sure. I know. I'm sure they care a lot. They say that they don't vet donors, but they don't vet donors that give like $100,000. Somebody gives you $40 million, like you you got to know a thing or two about them. They're monitoring all of us. Like they It had to be spread out though, right? Because there are regulations on how much you can donate. So I assume. But it was within the fiscal years of 2020 and yeah. 2021. There's, so I mean. There's a federal yeah. record of all of that. All of that is viewable in a public uh, database. So I assume that accounting could all be done. And you could see this guy's name. If you sorted by just his name or his company, you would have massive results in that search. Um, but according to this analysis in um, in Fortune magazine, once the DOJ gets to the bottom of this, right after their uh, right after they figure out what exactly happened to Paul Pelosi, they'll get to the bottom of this one too. Um, if they are serious about detaining and, and prosecuting this guy, there are some significant complications. The first is jurisdiction. Since FTX is a Bahamas company, defense lawyers for SBF will likely argue uh, the company's actions are beyond the reach of the U.S. Uh, government and U.S. law enforcement. The second compl- complication is proving intent, whether SBF was just incompetent or whether he was deliberately deceiving investors. Uh, deliberate deception is where the criminal element would enter. And when I wrote the notes earlier today, a third complication, of course, you got to find his ass. And we didn't necessarily know where he was because there were conflicting reports. Somebody said he fled to Argentina. Then reports emerged that he was, in fact, in the Bahamas. Now they're saying they have him detained in the Bahamas. Yeah, in the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, With two of his colleagues also. Gary Wang. (laughs) Yeah, really. I don't even know how um, you you could possibly make an argument. This was done unintentionally. 
Uh, it seems like there was a lot of uh, reckless spending, and I, I don't know what the laws are that governs this. It's one thing to make bad investments out of good faith. I get that that happens. In this case, when you don't actually have the money, when you don't have the liquidity to back the money that people have put into your country, you're spending it on Super Bowl ads or you're giving it to Democrats. Is that sufficient to show a malicious intent? I, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm I'm guessing here because I don't have a legal understanding. Go ask uh, some lawyer, your favorite lawyer about the legal issues on this. Uh, maybe that'd be a good a good excuse for us to bring back uh, Barnes or Viva Fry or someone. Explain to me the, the legal issues at stake here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so now they're saying they just what they're they're hanging on to him. And who has him? Does this report say is it U.S. officials? No, I, I assume that it's Bahamian Bahamian <laughs> officials. I'm sure some U.S. officials have gone over there. I mean, they, they were in the process of trying to flee to Dubai. It doesn't even say here under supervision in the Bahamas. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it is Bahamian officials. Doesn't clarify as far as I see. So this will be something to watch. And I, I will be genuinely curious when I turn on the news tomorrow morning. Are they going to talk about this at all? Because even if I were to say that that the the corruption angle, the money laundering accusation is speculative and it's only circumstantial and you can't actually prove A to B. Yeah. The the defrauding of customers is on such a massive scale. They, they're like. I, I, they owe billions in assets and, and U.S. customers potentially will get none of it. Yeah. From what I've seen. If this were a traditional bank, this would be an unbelievable scandal. Politics aside, you add the politic, the political corruption to it. This is one of the most significant scandals we've seen in years. And there's a yeah. notable lack of curiosity from people who otherwise claim to be the guardians of the Republic looking out to keep power centers accountable. Well, I don't know. Maybe they all got paid by SBF as well. This is truly hilarious. Truly uh, hilarious. Has Kanye a, West talked about this? <laughs> I don't know if Kanye has had a tweet about oh, this. Okay. Uh, last news I saw before we went live was so hilarious. I just had to throw it in here. Uh, of course, I didn't know the Miami Heat, the basketball team, their arena is FTX Arena. So that's <laughs> probably going to have to change because I don't think FTX is going to be paying for those naming rights anymore. <laughs> stepped guess who stepped up bang bros the <laughs> pornography company bang bang bros says hey miami heat 10 million bucks you can be bang bros arena really though it. that would be an integrity upgrade at this point if it was yeah, bang bros really. arena really that would be more respectable oh my gosh this is a disaster yeah as somebody who is somewhat heavily invested in crypto i mean what do you do? Is this going to collapse Bitcoin? I mean, there's such a trust problem now with cryptocurrency. Yeah, I'm not the greatest crypto expert, but I so don't take anything I say as correct or wise. I don't necessarily take this as an indictment on cryptocurrency, the technology. Um, I th this same sort of thing could happen with all sorts of investments or banking structures as they currently exist. So this does not give me pause about the technology of cryptocurrency. Um, I understand why a lot of people seem to disagree. And it's if you look at the market of cryptocurrency in the last week or as this has happened, it certainly has taken a dip. Then again, it's hard to tell what dips are caused by what anymore, because the dip in everything from stocks to crypto to precious metals is uh, it's just kind of a constant. So is the dip due to the, sh the shaken faith as a result of SPF or is the dip due to looking at uh, election results or what's causing this dip? 
I think it's um, got to be related to this. I'm sure it's a, um, a factor. I guess I've been told by people that know a thing or two about crypto, like liquidate your position immediately. No, I I won't be doing. But that. I, but I I don't want to act in fear. Yeah, this well, is when people get rich, you know. Well, the thing is, uh, I mean, f- full disclosure: the crypto that I do own, um, if I were to sell it, I would be breaking the number one rule of investing, which is do not sell at a loss. And as yeah. far as I'm concerned, crypto as an asset is like pure vegas gambling to me like i'm riding that to zero man every Um, year i make a small financial investment in a high risk game and i know that like one of them will pay off eventually but it's a calculated risk if if you were the sort of person who put everything you have into crypto generally or ftx specifically that is incredibly unwise and i I, obviously i'm not i'm not going to do that with uh, whatever money I am able to save in the coming economy, you know, don't make investments that you aren't prepared to lose as a general rule. Although it's hard to maintain that role these days because saving a dollar is the number one way for it to lose value. That's a guarantee. So you kind of have to make investments. You sell your Bitcoin. What, what the shit do you do with the money? Uh, Yeah, exactly. What am I going to buy? Although I guess ammo is pretty attractive. Maybe I should liquidate for ammo. I'm fine with that. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I, I I will certainly be following this story because this is a, a massive scandal and I want to see how this plays out. But uh, that's all we got for now. You ready for presidential hoax hate? I am. I'm all ready. Right. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, it's just like NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. It's just like the noose that was found at the Amazon construction site that we talked about maybe a year ago. That was never resolved as far as I understand. But yes, it's happened again. A noose was discovered at the Obama Presidential Center, Obama's presidential library, the construction site in Chicago on Thursday, prompting the group overseeing the project to suspend work on the site. The group of construction companies working on the project is now offering $100,000 for information leading to those responsible for the wrong kind of knot in a rope. And of course, they're offering no picture of the noose. In fact, there's no description of where it was even found. So it's very important that we discover who did this, but no, you can't see it. No, you can't know where it was found. We have no information whatsoever other than that it is alleged to have been discovered. It's already concluded to be a hate crime, though. The Obama Foundation released a statement, quote, This shameless act of cowardice and hate is designed to get attention and divide us. Our priority is protecting the health and safety of our workforce. If this noose is even real, it is highly likely that it's it's something like what happened with Bubba, where it, there's a rope for some utility, like pulling on the garage door. There's a knot tied in it or a loop for some utility, yeah. some purpose. And it's simply been misunderstood. I and know. If it's, if it's so Nobody's even news, mad about black people anymore after this Kanye West thing. <laughs> if it's so clearly a noose, show me the photo of the noose. I also, it doesn't that. matter. Things that look identical to a to a noose have a multitude of functionality, especially in a workplace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what if, what if they just have some justice to impose at the construction site? You know, we're yeah, in really. sore need of justice these days. You remember days. that one where that guy ended up being black and he had like created a 
an obstacle course in the Yeah, park. that was in Oakland, which was even more hilarious. Because He's like, like, oh, no, man, I just like to swing through these trees. And we we're like, what right. do we do about this? <laughs> uh, a, a, a densely populated, a, a pop, an area densely populated with African-Americans. And uh, it was thought to be some KKK creation. And it's just, in fact, <laughs> it just turns out it's an athletic black guy. Yeah, exactly. Who may or may not have been homeless. I don't know. Well, uh, we're a little bit late to this one, but I, I have to discuss it because it's so preposterous. It's so silly. They claim that it's not fake at all and that they've found or there's a person of interest identified, but we don't know who that is. There's a donut shop in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and this donut shop apparently hosts drag queens i think it's called the donut hole so it's a little on the nose yeah but be, right. be careful when you go in there but they host drag queen events and it has been har- uh, targeted this store has by hateful trump supporters twice now the latest episode happened at 2 a.m on october 31st so this was early morning on halloween not halloween night but you know late in the night before the uh the shop released surveillance video of an attacker in a MAGA hat, breaking the shop window and throwing a Molotov cocktail inside before running away. (laughs) Okay. The only thing missing was the look at the camera with the Heil Hitler. I know. That's like the clearest security footage I've ever seen. Yeah. And the guy appears to have a stupid surgical mask on or, you know, like the the kind of mask that a Corona true believer would wear. Not the kind of I understand why if, if it was a MAGA person sincerely committing this crime, he might look to disclose his identity. I just don't think he would wear that kind of mask. No. You wear also, a ski mask when you yeah. commit crimes or. Uh, nude stocking that is also ah yes it makes your face look really funny like it you know gives you a pig nose and stuff that's an added bonus well somehow despite this attack the damage from the molotov cocktail was minimal but of course there is a massive fundraiser for this business as of this hour over twenty nine thousand dollars raised for a local donut shop vandalized after promoting love that's all they did uh firefighters this is where i get confused because firefighters in this story dated november 3rd in a local newspaper firefighters say that a person of interest from this arson case has been identified this according to tulsa world this report says it's unclear if the first incident and second were carried out by the same person now that is 10 days ago we both searched i see no record not only of of an arrest but of an identity on this person yeah I'm very skeptical that this person of interest was in fact the uh, culprit, but that's mm. the end of the story. $30,000. Oh, there's uh, yeah. You go in there and you get these uh, Simpsons looking donuts from these drag Queens. Apparently that's what the interior looks like. That's awesome. I'm sure this is a very sustainable business and they don't need an injection of cash immediately. This yeah, is just like real. Sam Bankman freed. They know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this before we get to the movie review? No, I'm so excited. Okay. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. 
This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 1954 Alfred Hitchcock mystery thriller Rear Window, in which an injured photographer passes recovery time by watching his neighbors through his apartment window. Suspects a man has murdered his wife and nearly gets himself and his girlfriend killed in the process of cracking the case. From movie picker Tom N., Alfred Hitchcock's 1954 hit thriller starring Jimmy Stewart tells the story of a man who is confined to his apartment after suffering an injury that leaves him immobile. Out of boredom, he begins to spy on his neighbors and learns some life-threatening details about them. This film is one of Hitch- uh, Hitchcock's best and is unique because the entire movie is shot in a single room, as always. Your review and your rating. I don't know if I told you this before. This is my favorite movie. Wow, like, I, I do favorite remember. Favorite movie of all time. It was on your list of selections last year. I do remember. Oh, I love this movie. It was such a joy to watch it for the 20th time or however many <laughs> times I've watched it. But I watched it last week and it, I just I just love everything about it. I think it might be a perfect film. It's Grace Kelly at peak hotness, like 25-year-old Grace Kelly. She's so thin and beautiful and elegant. Um, but the real meat of the story, it's the stuff about relationships, about his relationship with Grace Kelly, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, the only problem with this is that uh, Jimmy Stewart was probably a little too old for the role. He was 46 and she was 25. And he was supposed to be playing this like unmarried journalist kind of hot guy that wasn't going to settle down. I think it was kind of a role for a younger man, but I do love Jimmy Stewart. Um, But the stuff about relationships, like what she felt about him and what he felt about her, they were totally spot on. Like when the nurse said, um, she's the right woman for any man that has his eyes open. Like you, like the stuff that you're worried about is so stupid. Just, just chill out. And he was right about her. You know, she, she didn't want to get down in the, in the dirt, which his job kind of requires, but the beautiful part about their love story is that the risks that she took to uncover the murder, um, it made him besotted with her because he's like, she really will like, like take these risks and live this, this life with me. And then they ended up, you know, together, presumably getting married and everything like that. And I just thought that was so sweet. Um, and then I loved all the vignettes of all the different characters, like the dancing lady um, and how she had all these men, but, but really her heart belonged to that short soldier. And then um, Mrs. Lonely Heart, I loved her story too. And then of course the um, Thurgood, wait, was that his name? Thorwald. Thorwald. Yeah. Um, Not Thurgood his, Marshall. Same right. era though. <laughs> Mary or murdering his nagging invalid wife. Um, and there's just, so much intrigue and suspense. Like every time I watch it when she's in the apartment and and um and Thorwald goes into the apartment, I'm like, no, like what's <laughs> what's gonna happen? Even though I know. Uh there's just this movie is just so great. It was such a joy to watch. Obviously, I gave it a five out of five. If you didn't wow. like this movie, I will eat my hat or cry myself to sleep. You know, you're gonna be a little disappointed in me, but the things I don't like are still of similar theme to what you do. So perhaps you've given a good defense against some of my criticisms before I even got to them. You'll be happy to know my wife, um, who also loves this movie, still has the same reaction to that scene of Thorwald arriving at her apartment. She doesn't say, oh, no. And she knows I'd never seen this movie before. She knows what's going to happen. It still causes her to clench up. Yeah. Um, so there are several things I like about this movie and the things I don't are kind of unrealized potential, actually. Uh, the the best pieces of the movie to me are uh, Stella's dialogue, both for its conciseness and its wisdom and philosophical value. This line that she has, 
about um, intelligence. Nothing has caused the human race more trouble. And Jeff is, of course, overanalyzing his the, the marriage uh, to Lisa, as you were discussing. Mm-hmm. She says, once uh, once it was see somebody, get excited, get married. Now it's read books, fence with four syllable words, psychoanalyze each other until you can't tell a petting party from a civil service exam. And I, yeah. I really appreciated that discussion because, of course, on the other side of it, it would be very it would be just as true to say that nothing has contributed to human prosperity and survival over all of their species than our intelligence. But there, there is the misapplication of our intelligence to the simple basic parts of life. That is not always a good thing. And I think in many cases, marriage is one of them. That's not, it's not advice to go marry anybody, but that's not what Stella is doing. Stella is telling him, you're crazy if you don't lock this down. Like, yeah. oh, you're picking around the edges because she has these tiny little flaws. Like, what are you doing? The The reality is no marriage is perfect. The value of marriage is the commitment to working on it together, not some unachievable perfection that you sit around thinking about forever. And she loved him despite uh, him yeah. being so beneath her station. The only thing that was better than Stella's wisdom on that is Jeff's even wiser response, which was, that's nice. Now go make me a sandwich. I loved that. <laughs> I'm not sure that was intentional comedy in, in that era. Yeah. Maybe it was just that's what people said, but it was perfect. I also loved uh, Detective Doyle lecturing Lisa about, I just loved his like, show me the facts attitude. Like, I don't yeah. give a shit about your feelings. Show me facts. And if you can't, I'm out of here. And by the way, I'm never following female intuition. Okay. I have followed female intuition to nowhere for years. I ain't doing that. Yeah. That dialogue was, uh, was great. Uh, jokingly, I appreciate the commitment to New York authenticity by which I mean the commitment to New York self-defense, which is of course assault bulbs to try to stop your attacker. That was pretty funny. Now, what I don't like, I actually understood their relationship to be in a something of a different direction. From my perspective, it really seemed like their relationship didn't sufficiently develop. Like what? it kind of went nowhere and I didn't get that satisfaction at the end of him having this realization. Now, maybe it was you could say it was implied, I suppose. But given some good dialogue in this movie, I kind of would I, I would have liked a little more closure to that effect. From my perspective, at least watching it the first time and maybe there's something I missed. I thought it was this great buildup to to Jeff finding value and and realizing what Stella was talking about. And I never felt like that was realized. It it just kind of didn't happen. They just went back to sitting around in their apartment as they were or his apartment as they were doing before. But she was dressed down. Uh, She was um, and then she was reading a book. So she had compromised a little bit. And then um, he went to sleep and then she picked up her magazine like they both compromised for each other. She was wearing jeans in that. It was maybe, just it's, to show maybe it's that subtlety was... I didn't pick up on. Maybe it's that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just want like a, a little more. Uh, maybe I want the explicit declaration of a fairy tale ending. I would have preferred that. Uh, maybe I just missed it. But I felt like their relationship did not develop in the way that it seemed like it was going to go. I also really was hoping for a twist. This this thing seemed like a mystery setup. We I've seen, uh, you know, a Hitchcock twist in Psycho that I really like. I was expecting some sort of shock or surprise, like perhaps Jeff was wrong the whole time. Perhaps Jeff, Jeff wrongly trusted someone who actually was involved in in the murder, or perhaps there was no murder at all. Um, and maybe there was something else nefarious that was misunderstood. But instead, the murder is exactly as was suspected the entire time Thorwald killed his wife. And the twist we get is that he it's this half assed window toss and right. throw him out the window. 
and he doesn't even finish the job. It just results in another broken leg. Um, so we don't, we don't get a twist as in something that's unpredictable. We don't get a, like a shock gore, you know, this guy apparently hacked up his wife and that's all implied. We don't get to see any of the, uh, the hackery. We do get the proof of his confession. So to me, the mystery itself kind of went nowhere. I I just wanted some surprise and it, it didn't deliver that to me. And my other problem with it is that there's a lot of moral dilemma in this movie that I didn't think was fully developed either. There was this great dialogue between Jeff and Lisa where Jeff asks her, do you suppose it's ethical to watch a man with binoculars and a long focus lens until you can see the freckles on the back of his neck and almost read his mail? Do you suppose it's ethical even if you prove he didn't commit a crime? And Lisa responds, I'm not much on rear window ethics. Uh, Jeff concludes, of course, uh, they have the same chance the neighbors do. They can look at me like a bug under glass if they want to. So many deep themes here, whether it's right to spy on your neighbor out of out of sheer suspicion, um, whether the fact that someone might do something shady to you or could do something shady to you justifies you doing something shady to them and whether proving someone innocent is in fact the correct burden of proof. But to me, these moral themes were were left almost entirely unexplored i had hoped that jeff was going to learn that to to give as much credit to the movie as possible he learns a physical lesson for snooping i suppose he gets his other leg broken but i thought i was hoping there was going to be some Mm -hmm. kind of intellectual philosophical lesson like he's dead wrong Mm -hmm. his snooping led him to a dead wrong conclusion and that's part of the lesson as to why this sort of thing is wrong instead there's almost a lesson my wife and i talked about this so i'm not saying there is certainly a counter case that could be made to this but i almost took away the lesson that like snooping is good like check watch your neighbor because you might solve a a murder and my wife's response was well no you're thinking of jeff like he's a he's supposed to be a good guy and i think in many ways he's not supposed to be a good guy so maybe that's the counter to my to my perception of the movie but I, I wanted some more philosophical or moral dilemma exploration because Jeff does a lot of bad shit and yet he kind of comes out ahead. So I was, I was unsatisfied with that. Also, um, you know, I used to live in a high rise apartment. If you don't want somebody looking in your window, you have to close your blinds. But it's a heat wave. You can't do that. You'll sweat. That's preposterous. Yeah. I just assumed at all times I was being watched by somebody unless my blinds yeah. were closed. Some of the show, and I get it. It's like, it's, it's the premise. It's an older movie. Some of it is a little silly where it's like, Hey, let's have a fight right in front of this open window yelling outwardly. So everyone can hear us. You know, some of that is a little silly, but, um, all in all, uh, this movie gets a mid grade for me. It gets a three wiki. Oh because my God. I just, I, I think a lot of the dilemmas that I wanted to see explored were not explored and the relationship lessons I didn't think were fully realized. So I gave it a three. Okay. I'll allow it. I will in fact allow it. I don't hate it. So, but I'm sure that I'm going to hear the most about this three wiki. The most, the most I've heard about a three wiki rating since groundhog day is probably coming my way. Oh, good God. (laughs) It's okay. But th- this is you. your favorite movie. So do you, do you have a rebuttal of any points I made that you think I'm interpreted wrongly? I mean, I think you're overthinking it. Ah, you're taking the Stella approach. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this movie has a lot of depth, but also there's a super superficiality to it that I found really appealing. There's like a lightness to the movie. I will grant your point. Grace Kelly, uh, fine actress. 
I had no problem with that uh, performance. Hottest woman maybe in the history of mankind. I also will grant your point. I think it was somewhat frustrating too, given the 20 year gap between them. It was one thing I put in the, in the review, the idea that this guy at his age would not lock her down, given her commitment to him is preposterous. Like what are you, that's the real mystery of the movie. Why have you not wiped this up? Hitchcock really liked working with Jimmy Stewart. So we kind of cast him yeah. in a role where he wasn't a perfect fit, but I love Jimmy Stewart. So all over. But they didn't even try to make him look younger. You know, they kept him in kind of graying hair and they, they made him seem like an older guy. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. He was old. He was an old guy. He wasn't that old. He was 40, whatever, like late he was 40s. 46. He yeah. was 25. You could make him look old. maybe mid thirties if you really tried. I don't know. Maybe the technology wasn't very good at that yeah. at that time. They didn't have to show us his old man body. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, that's right. Well. Okay, fine. If you hate me, that's okay. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time, I suppose. The uh, early vote. Hey, people love this movie. They're right there with you. Early vote. People giving it uh, 40% of respondents in the early vote giving it a five wiki rating. Another third of the voters giving it a four. Uh, and it's it's even fewer the lower you go. So people are right there with you. And I would be rating this below most of the early voters. Next week, I'm pretty excited. Not only um, does Kevin Costner return to Yellowstone right about now, which maybe I'll check that out after the stream is over. But we're going to watch a Kevin Costner classic next week. All Dances right. with Wolves, which I've been informed by my parents is one of their favorite movies. At least uh, I think that is still it's standing in their minds. So we'll check that out. Uh, fair warning. Have you seen Dances with Wolves before? I have not. Okay. Another three hour <laughs> investment. That's okay. So uh, set aside a, maybe a couple blocks of time. Uh, but uh, I look forward to watching that one. And uh, as far as uh, after that, this is the last week to vote on November's movie list from Tom N. Next week, the list will refresh for December. So the remaining choices for this month are 310 to Yuma, the 2007 version, The Flight of the Phoenix, 1965, uh, the 1965 version, The Descent, Hell or High Water, Alpha Dog, or of course you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. As a reminder, if you would like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, the one and only place to do that is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is Matt Christensen media. Thank you. That's a good setup. Didn't even plan it. Okay. Uh, let's catch up with our chatters and we'll call it a night. Sure. All right. Who was the last person? Thank you, uh, Max. AP, do yeah. yourself a favor. Make sure to watch Gangsta's Paradise cover by State of Mind. It's great. I'll try to bury that in my noggin so that I remember. This is the, um, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I always think of the, uh, for some reason, I always think of Weird Al, Amish Paradise more than. Uh, <laughs> Why? Gangsta's Paradise. Uh, I'm going to get in trouble. Who did the original? Was it? Oh, it's Coolio, of course. Yeah. Coolio and his death. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Coolio yep, died saying, yeah. they know I know stuff. And then he died. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, I shot him with a gun. Train man says, switched from trucking to security, still planning on moving to Utah to Montana. I shot someone with a gun. <laughs> Honestly, security is one of those businesses that always need people. Also, blonde is beautiful. Matt is too. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, good luck, by the way, um, on, on the move. Congratulations. Disgruntled Pennsylvania. I poke fun at Montana for voting to kill babies, but we just elected a dead guy, a brain dead guy, yet another... <laughs> 
little hat man to political office. Oh, <laughs> that that's definitely that that. You almost got me. That one. Some people are winning for now, but they always overplay their hands. That's Susan Bate. And I don't know what the next line means, but I have a feeling I can't read that. Uh, Probably not, given the uh, the clause (laughs) before it. (laughs) Thank you for that. Did you hear about that, by the way? I posted yesterday, but um, the ballot measure that failed in this state. No, it's somewhat complicated, but we had a ballot measure in the state of Montana that said um, effectively, shall it be a crime in the state of Montana not to give medical aid to a living baby after a botched abortion or a premature birth? What? And we said, no, that should not be criminal. And that's a little misleading because it it is effectively already criminal in this state. And this would have applied some additional penalties. But the propaganda was insane. Uh, there was a whole doctor's lobby, real doctors, fake doctors on TV saying, if you approve this, it's going to be nothing but doctors arrested. And you won't even be able to get a medical screening because the state of Montana and Governor Body Slam are going to come intervene and all this. But yeah, it's... um. We basically voted Ralph Northam like, OK, as long as you keep the babies comfortable as they die, that that's that's not what the law is. So I, I did want to clarify that with what I posted yesterday, because a lot of people did ask me about that. Mm. But as far as what people voted, it is pretty shocking. And of course, the vote was driven by my lovely hometown of Bozeman in Gallatin County and Missoula and Missoula County. Nothing but uh, college sluts. yeah really um angel of rn jesus says please no viking spoilers i missed the second half and had it recorded oh my god a few more hours here's to a good show well i won't spoil it uh, other than to say and i i'll limit my football talk not only for your sake blonde but because this is not a football show if people are at all interested in pro football this was not just the greatest vikings game i've ever seen this is probably the greatest football game i've ever seen i'm gonna catch the most text messages insane insane uh not only second half but specifically the last two minutes or so and it did go to overtime i will uh, spoil that for you but certainly worth checking out and enjoy great story compelling and rich let's see robin d bank says uh nah this ain't robin it's tyree moorhead's specter main check out this mixtape on soundcloud it's some fire at ZZ Shid. Does he actually have a SoundCloud? I want to hear it. Fire as she. Oh, fire as. Oh, I thought it was the the SoundCloud account. At ZZ. <laughs> no, it's fire as she'd. Thank you for clarifying. Coming at you from uh, beyond the veil to remind y'all, stay non-violent, just like Tyree would have it. I shot someone with a gun. Isn't it interesting? Uh, Jenny Bath says, isn't it, isn't it interesting that Fauci, DeSantis... <laughs> And Robert Redfield, the CDC director during COVID, all own a diamond mine together. Is that true? No way. I'll email you the link to the Florida Secure Transaction Registry. This what? I got to see. I, uh, I've been a general DeSantis fan, but if you can show me that he has cooperative investments with Fauci, I'll be uh, interested to learn that information. Uh, thank you, Jenny Beth. M-Dub says, had a Veterans Day gathering, and uh, when we walked up to their house, my buddy's oldest son snapped to attention, rendered a salute at the TV at the TV, <laughs> rendered a salute and said, T-Y, that's what got me, TV, rendered a salute and said, thank you for your service. I felt like there's still hope. Cheers. Well, uh, happy Veterans Day indeed, not just to M-Dub, but to everybody who has served the country. And um, and yeah, I, I, I'm glad that there's at least a moment of patriotic pride amidst uh, amid a week that is a complete ridiculous disaster. So I'm glad to hear it. And happy Veterans Day. <laughs> 
C man stains Matt and Alex Jones once made love. Matt charged him $1 billion for denying it after, but that wasn't enough. He wanted another half a billion dollars on top. At some point we need just to pin the national debt on him uh, and shoot him behind the courthouse. Uh, yeah, that, that is how we resolve this. Thank you. I will eat your ass. Jimny P says, Blonde, you are 100% right, and I, no joke, join you in Black Pill Bliss. I'm out. F this. F these people. F the rig system. I'm done. Out. Feet up. Drink in hand. <laughs> let it burn. Hey, man. Uh, whatever, whatever factual basis I had to argue with you guys has all but evaporated at this point. So pour me a drink as well. Uh, do you want me to take over? Yeah, sure. I'm on Griff Nizzle or... Uh, Moving ain't going to help. I never thought Arizona would become California, but if fags spelled F-E-Y-G-Z, you guys are really getting around, Susan, uh, will cope with rattlesnakes and 120 heat nowhere safe fighting commies fights coming no matter what where you are. Am I illiterate? Okay, yeah. Okay, that's what remember when we said this system was going to help us read chats better, or at least I said that about myself. Hasn't no uh, panned out that way. Hey, remember when I predicted Republicans would get 52 Senate seats. Hasn't panned out that way. Just stop listening to what I say. Um, Phil, I don't really buy that people are being radicalized. I think they're being demoralized. It's the feeling that our civilization is being killed and there's nothing we can do to even save a small piece of it. Um, That is so true. But that is how people become radicalized. I use the term radicalized very loosely because the left's uh, classification of radicalization is just people being normal. (laughs) yeah so Ra- radical relative to what yeah yeah the the left is radical this is like abortion obsession satanic weird tranny horseshit like clearly the radical position yeah um general grievance in my attempt to not get anyone banned i'll just say that only the only way out of peril is parallel institutions parallel justice systems with force multipliers and rope lots and lots of rope Oh, was it you at the Obama uh, library general grievance? It was. He's just oh. sitting, just making nooses in his house. Just well, yeah. The JJ Robbie agrees, Banks. I think. Um, if you want day of to the point brick, fingers, day of the rope, oven ready. Oven ready. The man voice. If you want to point fingers, Mitch sent $9 million to Alaska for no reason, rather than to support America first. Lindsey Graham with his abortion ban right before the election and change voter rules. Sticks nose. Yeah, I, this is, I certainly don't intend to be like Mitch McConnell cheerleader squad. Um, I guess my point is, are we really going to chalk this up to Mitch McConnell's, you know, Senate, uh, pack mismanagement, or is there something more fundamental at stake here? Speaking of Alaska, uh, is Kelly Chewbacca still hanging on? Is Murkowski ousted? It it was looking like maybe that might happen, which would, which would be hilarious if Mitch tried to spend money to defend Murkowski. Um, and, uh, it ends up being Kelly Chewbacca anyway. Now I'm, I'm still confused by how exactly this all plays out in Alaska because they have ranked choice voting and it's all a big mess. Nobody's been declared, but as of now, Kelly Chewbacca, it's Kelly Shebacca, but of course I'm just going to call her Kelly Chewbacca 42.4% to Murkowski's 42.8. So she has a 3000 vote lead that it's complicated because once they count the votes, then they have to go through the rank choice and reallocate them. So yeah. who knows who's going to win that? But it would be nice to see Murkowski outed uh, or ousted rather. Um, but we'll have to wait and see if that happens. 
Um, I lost my place. Sorry. Uh, General Grievance, we did, right? Robert Fla- Franklin says, my wife says she is no longer a fan of yours, Matt. Bill's Mafia. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I hope I didn't offend that much. And uh, again, getting into the football talk, but I like the Bills too, because the Bills are arm in arm with the Vikings as uh, four-time Super Bowl losers, never winners. And so a Bills-Vikings Super Bowl would be amazing. And uh, perhaps you get revenge uh, that route. So uh, anyway, I, I, the way that game went, I wouldn't be mad. Well, I can't spoil it because we had the other listener, but I think both teams should feel pretty good about that game. It was pretty awesome. Uh, JVal says, I'm going to break from the black pill and point out that overturning Roe v. Wade was absolutely worth sacrificing a midterm win. Look at how strongly single women broke for Democrats. They gave Democrats the win. And I certainly would agree that if you told me at the time, you'll get Roe overturned, but the cost is the midterms. Uh, 10 out of 10 times. 100 out of 100. Give me that option. It's the legally correct option. It's the morally correct option. Oh, no. I want Dr. Oz as the 51st senator. That's more important than Roe v. Wade being overturned. 100% point taken. I guess um, the only the only partial pushback I'd have is that I'm not convinced that Roe v. Wade motive is the sole explanatory variable. It might be part of it. I just think you could delete that and probably still have the same ridiculous result given the way that we've shaped our elections over the last couple of years. But I agree that that Roe v. Wade's overturning is is a historic moment for good that should be viewed as a massive accomplishment this year. Uh, yeah. Even if this election did not go the way that many had hoped. Yep. Yeah. Esoterica Unbound says, at the end of the day, Dems still want to kill babies, groom, and you have to spell groom, J-R-U-M, groom and mute tell eight, mute tell eight kids, invalidate all of our civil rights so we cannot afford despair. By the way, this is nothing new. After all, FDR got elected four times. Yeah, I guess Fetterman is the FDR of our era. He will bring us to great victory on the European beaches and uh, in the Pacific very soon. Uh, Robin D. Banks says, you want a solution that can hopefully even withstand the rule changes? Small local cells organizing online to help gather ballots, get out the vote, do it ourselves. Whatever makes sense in your area. Well, if you want to out farm these ballot farmers, um, sure. Those are the two strategies that I'd be willing to entertain if we want to work within this system. You have to change the election rules or you got to out farm the farmers. And I just don't see the, the organization infrastructure right now. It's also going to be massively costly. And I think it takes a total reframing of the way you think about politics. Are we going to buy TV ads or are we going to pay people to actually be the staff running all these errands? And then there's all kinds of legal and compliance complications because, like I said, I always love the phrase patchwork of laws, they say about our country. Like that's a flaw. But the reality is on ballot harvesting and how you handle ballots, we are state by state. It's very different. So you have to have not only an infrastructure of people to outfarm the Democrats on the, their already established farms. You got to have a whole legal and compliance team yeah. to make sure that you're not messing up because yep. they'll get you for that too. Exactly. Uh, uh, I'll John take one H more. Says, yeah, you go, go for it. Sure. Come on, do a civil war already. Poke, poke. That is what they want. <laughs> pretty Brom, much. Pretty much. Brom 39 says Trump should go. And if they cannot actually prove fraud, they need to shut up and get a better game plan. And since they can't prove it, people think their conspiracy theorists are just plain delusional. Um, 
I'm not sure what this is saying. Well, it's so number one, Trump, Trump should go is the sentiment. And oh, like get out of there. For some reason, I've thought. That well, I, I can't I cannot deny that nobody inspires a hate vote more than Trump does. Now, Trump yeah. also has a very loyal base. It's a double edged sword. That's what you get. Yeah. As far as the fraud claims, I agree. If you're alleging fraud, fra- at least fraud is a very specific word that has a specific meaning. Um, fake, inauthentic, otherwise ineligible votes. I'm not necessarily convinced that's what we're looking at here. I just think the rules have changed such that you can work within those rules to make voting not just easy for people, but you can collect the votes of people who have contributed no effort themselves. Like you right. are just a person who got your door knocked on and had someone help you fill out a ballot and they asked you for permission to deliver the ballot and you said yes. Yeah. yeah. Mostly because you wanted them to go away. Yeah. Like that's so low effort and so uninformed. That's what we're dealing with. And you can collect a lot of quote unquote legitimate ballots that way. That's not even an allegation of fraud. It's just saying this is the system we've created. Veer and Bear. Conspiracy against right is against rights is punishable up to death. Interfering with the will of Americans via election fraud fall under the same category. Big bird costumes. Uh, Yeah, totally. Mitch Quintana music. They called Joe Kent's race for the Dems with 70% of votes in such bullshit he can still win if he gets 15% of the remaining 30%. This is Southwest Washington District mm. 3 across from the river from PDX. Such BS mail-in voting. Well, you know, the the, the ballots in Washington are still coming in until Thanksgiving. So they already know how those are going to go. Yeah. And, and I've seen that's the same thing. Oh, bad, bad candidate. Should have picked a better candidate. <laughs> what candidate are you going to pick? What are you talking about? I know Joe Kent has his criticisms. Nobody's perfect. But I'm just so tired of... That excuse to me is like, you want to have this same exact conversation in two years, four years, uh, yeah. whatever. We're going to be sitting here. Oh, just didn't pick the right guys. We'll pick the right guys next time. I know. No, you won't. There are no guys to pick. It's not possible. <sighs> Logan, are you guys surprised about the election? You literally could have gone to any <laughs> careful local church of a certain kind. That's why I advocate hitting the steam rooms. This, like this was... After their amazing win. You tried to you tried to bait with the Vikings. That was crafty. Wow. No. Damn, I wish Matt would have read that one. I think <laughs> I you might have fallen, have fallen into, that? into it. Yeah. Uh synagogues was a tip off though. Um Robin D. Banks. One more thing. Governors or government is running ops on social media. No, I'm not making this up. Look at the intercept article. Truth cops, yeah. click the links and read the confidential docs from DHS FBI to control votes. Yeah, the government uh goes deep on influential platform i'm totally convinced that that people fed post on like 4chan 100 percent. when the when the misinformation board was retired we sat here on the show and said they're not going to stop doing this they're just going to do it behind the scenes and change the name and they did and the documentation is out there to prove it yeah might not be nita jankowitz running it but it's someone else (laughs) homeland security demands it Max, no government will bring us back to these kind of cultural changes that happen uh, because these kinds of cultural changes happen gradually. Imagine what we witnessed over the last 20 years in reverse. That won't be allowed. Yeah, but you have to think that, okay, whenever I start getting really worried about this, God God has control over all this. So things could change in a in an instant and, and we can't foresee how how they would change one misstep on the left could just be catastrophic and 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 the entire thing could implode and we're getting a lot of signs from things that are going on that 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 it's imploding like when you have to cheat through elections uh, you don't truly have the power do you you don't truly have the heart of the people 
You might for the moment, but it's going to get corrected. Yeah. 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 This Um, is, this is a temporary thing. It's funny. Just enjoy it. Um, Robin, dare I say you are optimistic. You are cheerful. The, the collapsitarian vision is, is being realized. I think. Do you know what the greatest joy in the collapsitarian mindset is? It's the, it's the vindication of being right. But like saying stuff like this five years ago, Hmm. there's something so satisfying about being like, I fucking told you so. I told all of you people. I told you. Why didn't you listen to me? It's satisfying. Find me in 2024 doing the same thing. Well, let's see. The real clear politics polling (laughs) aggregation shows that uh, Republicans have a good chance here. I'll be doing the same damn thing. You know, I I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe I mean, maybe I'm over it. We've been doing this for we're coming up on seven years and like you're different than you used to be. Yeah, of course. Uh, Anyone who has lived through that block of time and hasn't changed their perspective in any way, I would question you. Um, Either that or you're the world's wisest man. But we have seen. Well, I I keep using the word ahistoric tonight. We've seen things that are historically unprecedented. And I'm not saying they're the worst of times that our country or the world has ever seen. It sure is weird, though. But we're yeah, we have seen a lot of uh, a lot of attacks on the philosophy of our country, the rights that we claimed to hold dear, but apparently don't. Uh, and a lot of gaslighting, just a lot of people telling you that the things that you can observe in front of your face clearly are in fact are, incorrect yeah. and you're crazy for believing them. So if you've gone yeah. through that and haven't had any adjustments to your perspective, I don't know that the principles I hold important have changed too much, but certainly the rosy, the, the rose lenses through which I used to view the world have become a much less appealing shade, I suppose. That's okay. You're, you're still positive. Um, oh, we better boogie. Uh, Robin D. Banks, finally, uh, fair is only fair. If you can't get drafted, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. If you want to vote service guarantee citizenship, you have to be eligible for the draft. Sorry, feminist. I, I totally agree. Hmm. I'm with you. Um, We're almost there. Colton Regal. However, I didn't want to make the jump because I like individual rights. However, since women can't seem to quit voting for evil, I'm officially in blonde's camp. Yes, it's like that discussion that we had a few weeks ago. A a woman's freedom is in marital slavery. That is how women are the freest. Shut up, silly woman. It's as simple Um, as that. It is. uh, Logan Orr. Also, I'm not surprised there's more single women now have you seen the dating pool? My God, we're all going to be single forever or lose half our stuff. Um, I understand. I've been watching just pearly things like a whole lot. Like I, I, I genuinely understand this perspective for men. It is not a fair contract. However, when when a woman has a child with a man, she too is taking a large risk. Like like when you get married, when you join your finances together, when you have a child with someone, um, just because a man could lose half his assets. It doesn't mean that he couldn't ruin that woman's life by uh, abandoning the family to bang some young slut. I mean, risks are taken when you decide to marry somebody on both sides. And I think that needs to be recognized. Um, Do you have anything to say about that? No, I agree with that. Daniel Yeager, no Matt Fetterman's theme song is not Chumbawamba. It's Presidents of the USA. (laughs) I actually do know that song. Yeah, I I don't. Uh, Yeah, there's a song by the presidents of the United States of America, the band that's called Lump. Oh, okay. I know that band because one of the bandmates left and 
now is this great children's singer called Casper Baby Pants. Oh, interesting. And he, he's so that. great. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, Behina fam. Um, he's probably a pedophile. If these <laughs> dem demons are willing to kill an innocent clump of cells, they're more than willing to steal an election. P.S. YouTube won't let me say say this phrase with baby. Yeah, you probably can't say baby killer or baby kill or kill a baby. Jeez. Because that's not what it but is. We can say it. Yeah. Well, Susan lets us get away with all sorts of things for inexplicable reasons. Um, the fourth watch Michigan just went full tilt left with all the same voting machines as 2020 with no court taking a single case to allow probing the machines and Republicans stood down. It ain't the will of the yeah, people. Maybe, maybe I'm misunderstanding Michigan and thinking that you guys are voting for Gretchen. Maybe there's something, uh, I have not seen. Uh, I would like to believe that because, because for me to look at, yeah, uh, you know, a state that isn't necessarily, Michigan's not the same coastal place as, say, New York or California, where I certain, certainly believe people want this. The resistance to Gretchen Whitmer, whether you believe the kidnapping plot or not, was much more significant than I know there was an effort to recall Gavin Newsom and they tried, but it was really involved. Yeah, the the I, I do believe the resistance to Gretchen Whitmer politically is stronger than the resistance to. Well, maybe not. I, I guess New York was. Oh, I thought close you were talking about the kidnapping plot. No, well, I'm just talking about like to see a place like Michigan vote affirmatively for Whitmer is a bigger mystery to me than, say, New York voting for Hochul or California voting for Newsom. That's what I get for opining when I uh, was not totally paying attention because that's not at all what you were talking about. Okay, Colton Regal. All right. I didn't want to make the jump because I like individual rights. Oh, I read that. one. Yeah, we did. Um, Behena fam. I read that one, too. Damn. Grand Inquisitor. Here, I'll, t- I'll take a view. 2024, oh, okay. RNC will snub Trump for a DeSantis-Haley ticket. Trump will run Indy with Gabbard because uh, she has the broad appeal and we get President Gavin Newsom thoughts. It certainly could happen. And this is why I don't really want to engage in this fight right now, too. The the outcomes are are so bad. Yeah. Let's say that Trump, won- Trump runs. There's a commitment. There's a never Trump commitment against Trump that will always favor DeSantis or whoever they pick. Yeah, there is a massively loyal base to Trump who probably will not vote for anybody else. They view the presidency as rightfully his and they're not going to get on board with anybody else, even if DeSantis is a good candidate. So you're going to have a clash of people who I think are very committed to their guy and will refuse to support the other guy. And that's going to have to get resolved. I don't see how you do that, even if DeSantis bends the knee and decides to be, say, Trump's running mate. You still run into the problem, too, electorally in 2024, assuming we make no changes. Do you have a massive hate vote for that ticket that has yeah. to be defeated? Yeah. I'm not saying impossible, but I, I wouldn't be extremely optimistic about that. Or if they decide to split, you have party infighting that is going to be incredibly destructive. And I'm con- the number of people who will refuse to vote after that is resolved for either candidate will not be zero. It will be a yeah. significant number. Totally. Yeah. I, d- I do worry about this fight quite a lot. This is not me shying away from it. Um, I'm not trying to be afraid of it or something like that. I'm just saying right now you want to start that destruction early. Let's go. Like, Okay. This is what they want us to do to be at each other's throats instead of strategizing about how to beat them. Yeah. They are the threat to this country politically, Susan. And if we don't concentrate on defeating that, then all other fights are secondary as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Varum Bear says, if you lose faith, they want you to. That's the whole point. They want you not to say something, anything at all. And when you're silent, they will speak on your behalf 100% of the time, legally speaking. Oh, for sure. 
I rest uh, seriously speaking. I have not lost any appetite or enjoyment or desire to do this show or my channel. I, I still love doing this. I can't wait to do it every Sunday. Can't wait to do my own solo material. That has not changed at all. Um, what has been shaken is my faith in the political system. I believe it has been compromised in ways yeah. that make the system all but impossible for one side to win. And when that is the case, when one side is disenfranchised would probably be too strong of a word. But when the trajectory is that way, when the efforts are that way, yeah, that is only resolved through horrible means. When, when you remove people's ability to speak, when you remove the, the, the systems that allow their vote to be plausible in victory, when you remove all means of nonviolence to resolve conflict, guess what conflict resolution methods you get exactly. after that. I don't say that with eagerness. I say that with regret, but that is how these things end up getting resolved. Um, let's see. <laughs> Mellow E says, rename the show to Blonde is Right, Matt Show. <laughs> it's a little clumsy. It's kind of Fetterman-y, but the theme is there. Doug Blask says, now that Pennsylvania has elected a dead man and a potato orc, that's a good term. Can we stop acting like they're a serious state? Yeah, I'm sorry, Pennsylvanians, but uh, it might be time to acknowledge that. Laurel says, um, when Matt Christensen is starting to sound like Tim Pool on a certain topic, then we are getting very close. Have I reached Tim Pool levels of black pill? <laughs> well, damn, I don't know. It's happening. We read that other Laurel one. Uh, thank you, Laurel. Uh, oh, I, I, I did the sin of accidentally manually refreshing the page. Oh, so it's okay. I got place. it. Person, right. person. If nuclear is not an option, uh, would you go renewables like wind and solar? Or are you more are you more of a coal burner? Come <laughs> <Both> on. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Uh, I can't, I can't answer that, honestly, because I know what you're asking. Uh, Kyle Trimbach. The red pill is blood red. When blood dries, it turns black oh wow that's poetic i hadn't thought of that thank you kyle michael anderson blonde amateur mel gibson booty and lethal weapon and wee wee and gallipoli you do not see his penis in gallipoli you don't you see his butt no penis blonde unnecessary pedantry one stands no, no, at that's me. oh matt unnecessary pedantry yeah what did i say i think you said you blonde did i say that Good i thought word. maybe i misheard no nope, i might have um uh, one stands at a lectern and stands on a podium. Oh, did I? Uh, oh, uh, I see. You're, did I say someone stood at a podium? I must have said that. Is that incorrect? My apologies. Laurel, my Matt and I lost our election. We fought the good fight. Oh. We may try again in two years. I'm sorry to hear that, Laurel, but keep fighting the good fight. Well, thank you for your efforts and thank you for your support for the show. And um, well, maybe Laurel is the good, the good quality candidate. That we need Laurel for president. That will resolve. We love you. You're very special. Carmen Nichols. I can't ever listen live, but at least this time I got here in time to tip my favorites on YouTube. Thank you for all you do. Much appreciated from Hot Springs, Arkansas. I have been to Hot Springs, Arkansas. It is so beautiful. beautiful I've never beautiful. been. I've never been to the state. Um, It's a mixed bag, but Hot Springs hmm. is sweet. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. Not sure if I understand this one. So some bank man... <laughs> uh that's fine right yeah this is yeah this is fair this okay. is a pun on their names fried all his customers and made off with all the profits i don't yeah. know why i just was going to assume this was going to be the answer no knuckle hockey buck i could never knuckle 
hunky, hunky buck is clever but always pretty well behaved he is that's true unless he gets Jonathan, going with robin of course precios i've been saying that this was happening for a very long time now soros advises ukraine financial sector you can figure everything out from an interview source did on YouTube in the 90s. He explains all. Well, that hmm. they tell us what they're doing. John H. Friendly reminder that NASA gets $60 million a day of U.S. taxpayer money to give us photoshopped images and tell us that Uranus smells like farts. <laughs> NASA is we really got to I'm in favor of reining in all federal agencies. I had not thought of NASA corruption, though. I'm sure there is. Plenty. You've never thought of this. Oh, man. Yeah, they get, uh, they I've get thought about the moon money. landing, of course. But I mean, like. The, no, but why do they get so much? It's like yeah, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. do space exploration supposedly, um, but we're not gonna deal with like domestic or even international issues. I guess I've never thought about the budgetary component. I should clarify, like the legitimacy of the moon landing is one of my favorite uh, quote unquote conspiracy theories. Uh, you get to the ultimate truth that it's the moon itself that is fake. It's not just that the moon landing was fake. The moon is fake. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah. I've been dancing with that lately. Could be. Not the second one, but the, the moon It was made by thing. China or something like that. We had a lot of incentive to lie, you know? To make an entire moon. Have you ever seen a photo of the moon dated before like 1960? I don't think so. It doesn't exist. But I can look outside and see the moon. <laughs> That's because they made it. Oh, gotcha. Right okay. before the space race. I feel like you're you're devaluing... The moon landing thing with your no, subsequent I, theory. I actually do find a lot of that stuff really interesting. And I have since like junior high because there was a show on over the air network Fox about the moon landing conspiracy theory. And they showed how the flag blew in the wind and stuff. And there's no wind on the moon. So I, I always was kind of fascinated with that. Although the they have some explanation for that, supposedly. They always have an explanation. Yeah. Let's get this out uh, early. SBF didn't Epstein himself. Yeah, no, I, I don't bet. think he's going to get whacked. Mossad will take care of him. Um, <laughs> Walesy one. I stayed out of crypto since I don't own any under it. What does that mean? What have reports of Tom Brady um, lost his fortune? Yes, I saw that Tom Brady might have $650 million tied up in FTX. But I don't know if that's correct. That's the headline. Oh, seriously? Yeah. That's really funny. Um, not going to lie. If you ever shop at the donut hole, do not ever order a chocolate frosted custard filled <laughs> long john. Just trust me on that one. Uh, yeah, that's that's a dangerous uh, proposition. <laughs> Many of those people probably have AIDS. <laughs> Blonde and I once made hate. We put up a rope at the Obunga Center to help support equipment. And some people got upset because it was in the shape of a loop. Obviously, we're sorry. We didn't mean it. We did ah. Watch out for nooses. Um, Nathan Bullock. I loved Rear Window when I watched it, but I had a lot of the same feelings as Matt. I expected a twist where the murder didn't happen or, or with more comeuppance for the voyeurism. Still a four out of five. You guys are bastards. It's fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's like painful to watch or something like that. It's uh, that's your review of I can't wait. to. It has enough dialogue and suspense to be a worthwhile watch. All right, I, just, take, it, I, I gotta text my brother about all right esoterica unbound says paraphrasing val mckee hero of the screen classic tremors here we go these bastards ain't smarter than us sooner or later what seems like their cleverness uh is really just corruption we'll catch up with them well one way or another i do have faith that'll happen it's just a question of what has to be gone through to get there lazar 47 says wow the results are in i, f- I figured tallying the movie poll votes would take days if not weeks yeah we have a very efficient system <laughs> so efficient. thank you buddy with an h 
says uh, watching late because I had to watch Yellowstone. Huge set for a setup for the whole season should be good. Should be a good one. Zoe hey. Zephyr. Montana's got some explaining to do. Well, I, I intend to watch at least a little bit of it once I'm finished up with the stream tonight. So thank you for the recommendation. Says uh, incompetent hands uh, says good game today, Matt. Now repeat after me. Blonde is always right about everything. Voting is stupid. And that's why I live in Florida. Uh, thank you. And uh, my, my condolences to the Bills. But here's uh, more Bills and Vikings commentary. Eric Burns Marsh says that the Vikings and Bills met in the Super Bowl. It would have to end in a double forfeit. Do they, they? I guess they obviously don't allow the Super Bowl to end in a tie. So someone would have to win despite their best efforts to lose the game. It would be a, a fascinating story and two weeks worth of stress for me if that ends up happening. Esoterica Unbound says, I thought that electing someone who was brain dead to serve as your representation in the U.S. Senate was historically ridiculous. But then I heard Matt's take on rear window. Oh, that's just outrageous. I don't represent Come anyone. On, by the way. I might be brain dead, but I'm not in the Senate. <laughs> uh, Krista uh. the J says, not convinced Masters lost Arizona. Seems 50% of the ballots in all counties haven't been counted per decision desk HQ. And Lake will likely drag Masters who hasn't conceded over the finish line. No black pill. Well, I, I at this point, I'm kind of at an all believe it when I see it sort of attitude. Uh, I, I would love that to happen. Um, I just have to acknowledge the trend here. The longer the vote count goes on, the lower the probability of victory for Republicans. Naturally. That's just... Yeah how it works. But uh, I appreciate the optimism and I hope it, I hope it works out uh, and perhaps we'll have something to discuss next Sunday. If so, Logan Orr says uh, men get sent to prison for abandoning their families. Well, Hey, there's a standard, although getting sent to prison is kind of family abandonment itself. But I guess if you're the man, maybe living with your family is better than prison. And that's <laughs> the point. Um, I love this though. Whenever, like, when, when pro-choice activists say, Ooh, you want to saddle a woman with a baby? We should go after men who abandon their kids. And the response is it's always like, the yes. You man. do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, n- nobody who's pro-life is like, Oh wait, you want male responsibility too? No, 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 no. Yeah. No one said anything about that. No one said, yeah, no one ever said that. Scott Allen says, uh, it's important he's a photographer because he sees life in third person. The windows are pictures. He treats his life the same. He's a bystander. What happens in her rejection of hypergamy forces him to participate in his own life. That's an interesting philosophical take on it. Perhaps an angle that I didn't see. So yeah. thank you for the uh, defensive rear window. Carrie Green says, Trump had his time. Uh, all he has shown in the last few weeks is he still is going to act like a child. His time is over. He needs to let it go. Well, uh, thank you for your support for the show, Carrie. Very much appreciated. And Trump loves you, too. We love you. You're very special. Let's see. Are we all caught up? Uh, thanks to our listeners on D Live as well. Appreciate you guys. Um, Scott Allen, did you do this one? Uh, nope, it just looks like that one. Remember how she's first presented as ethereal and angelic. It's not that snooping is good, but that we need to find the better angels of our nature and left to our own, we'll sit by and watch. Mm. Ooh, that's such a good take. So maybe that's why he's kind of a bad guy is because he hasn't learned how to participate in his own life that way. He's like just kind of a spectator. In the same way he spectates the neighbors, he sort of spectates his own life. Which causes and he it does to that pass to Lisa too. Yeah, um, you know he's always well, like, "Well, she does X, Y, and Z." But but like this um, person talked about, he didn't appreciate her rejection of hypergamy. Like she was so far out of his league. Hmm. 
you're adding blocks of depth that perhaps I missed. So yeah, keep going. Maybe I'll add another wiki. Although I've never amended uh, a wiki rating. I always leave it set in stone. So I think <laughs> Maybe it's this is the time. Well, I don't know. I, I, I guess I could be persuaded. I have to keep an open mind. And some sometimes you watch a movie and maybe it's the mindset that you're in. Maybe you're distracted. I'm not saying that I was or that I think I was. But sometimes you miss things and there's a second watch that you pick things up. You, know, you pick uh, pick up things you missed the first time and your opinion changes a little bit. Perhaps this is one of those movies. I don't know. All I know is, uh, well, we are good, but I need to make one more. I need to take one more moment to honor Tyree Moorhead before we finish the show. I shot someone with a gun. With a gun. Thank you, Tyree. In his defense, you can shoot people with non-gun items. I guess. It's just such a great quote. Okay, anything else before we're out of here? Nope, I guess I'm going to go watch Yellowstone and hate it. Wow, how that's even worse how than How do you hating, watch uh, it? Uh, I think it's on Paramount Plus, right? I don't have an active uh, subscription, but I'm going to have to sign up apparently. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us and trying to figure out what the hell happened this week and what faith we should have in the system despite it. Appreciate your contributions. Appreciate your support for the show. Appreciate all your funny jokes and appreciate all your hate for my movie taste. Uh, If you would like more to listen to, if you can't get enough, you can find more material over on the audio platforms of the show. You can find the call-in show replays. You can find some of Blonde's interviews. Uh, You can find uh, all sorts of material you may not find on YouTube. Linked in the description and over on the homepage of the website, that is mattchristensenmedia.com. Speaking of looking for anything show-related, where do you go? mattchristensenmedia.com. Dot dot com. Com. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, so, uh, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not. Meet the press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Wiki Wiki!